Gotta get Dan some energy, y'all. I don't even know if you can hear this. It's the problem with the quarantine podcast. Woo! Hello, everybody. Blurb. That is a song by a band called Moon Hooch called Acid Mountain. If you're not listening to Moon Hooch, you're fucking up. Go listen to them. They're awesome. Unless you're not in a high energy mood. Dan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Cell phone's updating, you know? Perfect. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. You, of course, are listening to the This Might Sound Stupid podcast, a podcast where uh, two friends just get together and talk about stupid shit and say things that probably don't make sense to most people. But mm-hmm. if you like it, you like it. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us or if you've listened to us before and you haven't done any of these things, you should go do them. Subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Whatever thing you use to get podcasts, just use that and subscribe to our podcast. Um, If you go to twitch.tv forward slash this might sound stupid, you can follow us there. Mm-hmm. And then you can p- turn on post notifications and every Thursday when we go live, you can be like, oh, that's right. That fun podcast is on. If you ever want to tweet at us, you can do that at, at TMSS underscore podcast. I forgot it for a second. And if you want to email us, you can email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com. Should we check in with sponsors? Sure. Let's, let's just get our sponsors out of the way and then we'll just then we'll then we'll catch up on all things sumo. <laughs> uh, we're brought to you first and foremost by Joey the Good Boy. He's laying on his camouflage blanket. We'll check in with him. He's all snuggled in. His eyes are open. He's just... Oh, no. Now they're closed. Uh, Javin sent me a picture of Joey the other day. A five-year-old picture of Joey. And he looked so young. It was crazy. His, I, It was just... I was, I was blown away by how young he looked in it. We're also brought to you by Mike Long, who is a very talented designer from Minnesota. He designed all of our graphics. And he designed us a, 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 a t-shirt so far. That we mm-hmm. need to get printed. Also, I'm wearing my Infinite Worlds t-shirt. Fucking dope-ass t-shirt. Infinite Worlds is a super cool magazine and an awesome Instagram account. And you should go follow them if you have Instagram. I didn't agree to any of that. I didn't. I, we didn't get paid for any of that, so I just... You, just, you can just say whatever you want? Well, I got to... Yes. I got to... Is this scripted? Do you know everything I'm going to say before I say it? Preface. You got to preface these things like... I don't know if I agree to this. <laughs> this might sound stupid, but you should go follow <laughs> Infinite yeah. Worlds. Dan, I feel mm-hmm. like you need alcohol. What are you drinking? Joey's making a bed. Joey's making a bed. Hold on. 
<laughs> he would have dove. He's a, oh, he's, a big he idiot. he's a big dumb animal, folks. All right, what are you drinking, Dan? Uh, this is called uh, Pretty Metal. Ooh, from that is a fucking cool ass can. Hold that up again. It's a, yeah. yeah, move it around a bunch. That makes it easy to see. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. It's a oak aged lager brewed with stuff. Oak aged lager. Oh, nice. I'm interested in that. Jeez. It's a fucking operation to open those modest crawlers. Stick your tongue out. That's right. <laughs> Dan, got a, Dan got a haircut. Okay. <laughs> this, is the best this is the best part of the podcast. Did you cut your own hair? Yeah. Looks good. I haven't cut my hair in a while. It's getting long. Mm, oh, nice mug. Your giant Eastern block hands. Let that settle down for a second. Okay. I'll get my beer. I'll get my beer out of my Igloo cooler. Playmate by Igloo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As we've established now three podcasts ago, it's the working man's cooler. Oh, yeah. None of that fancy Yoder shit or whatever. That, no, Yoder's a grill, I think. Yeah. Yeti? Yeti. That's the one. Playmate by Igloo. Igloo. Sponsor us already. I am drinking. We'll celebration. We'll celebration. I could probably, uh, it's a fresh hop IPA from Sierra Nevada. I get like two Sixers of this every year, and they're just perfect. It's the it's the time of fresh hop. Okay. I gotta open it with my lighter because I still don't know. I haven't bothered to find that uh, bottle opener because the lighter works fine. I've I've also learned that the the plug-in portion of a cell phone charger works great. Okay. Like the part that plugs into the wall outlet. The plastic sure. part. Sure. It's great. Yeah. I feel like Gino. This plan's backfiring horribly. Fart. What's up, all beep? <laughs> Just says fart. Uh, are you ready to ropes yet? Yeah, why not? Dan? Ropes. Ropes. Oh my god, that's a good beer. You know what it makes me think of? You know what I might pick up tomorrow? That I haven't had in a while is Saga. Who makes Saga? I feel like a Saga. That's a uh, Summit. Summit. Back and night. All right. See you later, guys. Um, Dan, I already talked to you once about it this week, and then I and then I took all my comments about it away. Uh huh. My boy Enho. Uh huh. Is two and nine right now in sumo. Mm hmm. 
I'm very sad. And he looks so sad. He lost yeah. today and just looked. And yesterday he had that brutal loss where he fell out of the ring. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he just gets tossed around because he's so small. Man, I don't know what he's going to do. Because it's like you're saying, Enho, for people who don't know, is like 92 kilograms. And these other motherfuckers are like 138 kilograms. I mean, there's it's a huge size difference. Like a half a foot on him. He is by, yeah, he, yeah. He is by far the smallest sumo, but he's my favorite because, I mean, he's not, he's not like an, uh, what is it? Osaki? Mm-hmm. Or what's up, suck flops? Sounds like a true loser. <laughs> Why is he there? <laughs> um, he's probably not going to be uh, Ozeki or Yokozuna ever. But he's just so fun to watch because he's such a matador. But it's it's Dan was saying it seems like people have kind of caught on on uh, what's up ninjas on uh, how to defeat him. And I'm bummed. He had mm-hmm. two he had two wins in a row, and I was like, all right, he's back. Uh, but it's been, I think I'm either just getting more into it or this tournament's been really fun. There have been some really fun, long matches where like you start to see how important the, uh, the grabbing of the, uh, what's it called? The, the diaper they wear. The Mawashi. Mawashi. How important, like what kind of grabs they're doing, whether or not they have over or under hooks when they're grabbing it. Mm-hmm. When they start, because a lot of, if it's just like, if they're just like a pusher and they just push people around and push them out, it's harder for me to follow that than like, there have been some matches this time that are long and mm-hmm. you can see them lock up and, and struggle for different kind of holds. Mm-hmm. It's been really fun. And then I've, I've found, uh, two new guys that I really like, uh, Wakatakakage. Okay. Because okay. that's he, it's super fun to say his name, mm-hmm. and he's also on the smaller side of the sumo, but I think he's like four and eight right now, or something like that. No, he, he'd have to be he'd have to be four and seven. Because if depends on the day you're on. Well, if Enho's two and nine, I just watched day twelve. Okay, so what what I, what I thought the twelve? Oh, two so is, is, is Enho two and ten then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Wakatakakage, he's not, I mean, he's like, I don't know what is considered a losing record. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Hey, do you like any of the good sumos? <laughs> Jevin says, do you like any of the good sumo guys? <laughs> Wakatakakage, I do. And he did something on day 11 that was special for some reason, but I didn't really understand what he had done that was special. Ryudin. He's eight and... No, he's got he's ten and two right now. I I remember liking uh, Ryu when I first started watching because like he was he was he's weird. Yeah, like he's 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 he's, 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 he's he's very quirky in the way he fights, and he's somehow more stoic than the other stoic sumo. It's hard to say they don't like their faces don't break. So there was one on day twelve today where a guy was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, he yeah he, he yeah he fist pumped. Um, but yeah, Ryu didn't, and I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't really follow what he did that was special. But I was like, okay. And then uh, Wakatakakage, and then well, huh? I was gonna say, well, if you you always fight fifteen, um, 
no matter what, you get 15 fights. They also said Enho has a losing record, like no matter what he does, so he might go down, or he will go down in rank? He's definitely going down, but he may not, like, if he loses out, he might drop to the next division even. That's what I think they were saying. Yeah. Because he's a me, what, me, mega, I don't know what it's called. Megashira? Yeah. Megashira? And I don't know what he's ranked in there. Because don't they have numbers in there? No, he's 11, I think. Okay. And there's 17 is the, the lowest. And there's usually two each number. Oh, okay. So, so this will be like 16 East, 16 West. That's is how they kind of do it. That's what I got to learn next more. Like I've... I'm discovering the intricacies of like the actual combat part of the sport, and now I have to kind of start to figure out the rankings and how you move up and down, and when you move up and down, and and like that, like I was saying, the Ryudan, I I didn't understand what what he did that was special, but it was something that he did that was special, like for his rank. Like uh, like Takakesho is always fighting on the last day. He's always not the last day. He's always the last fight because he's the only Ozeki left. Okay. So, so, like, it's usually like the Yokozunas are like the last two fights every every day, just because like it's just kind of works its way up that way. Um, and you, you usually end up getting more money for those fights because all those envelopes that they get handed are full of money. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the part you don't see is dudes walk around before the fight with banners that like physically advertise. Yeah, the betting. Yeah. No, not betting. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's like just literally like companies advertise with banners around the, uh, around the around the 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 the, the doyo. Okay. And then those advertisers, part of the money they pay goes to the winner of each fight that they advertise in. Oh, okay. It's not like uh, Muay Thai betting where you can bet like in the middle of a round. <laughs> No, I don't. Have, I don't think you can. I don't think there's any betting happening like okay. in the Kokugi Con. Have you ever? Oh, watched... they're, they're, oh they're getting relegated. Wall beef. I feel like he's going down. Who Enho? Yeah. Relegate. What is that? What relegate these chumps to the Championship League? What? That's the. That's like the soccer term that, like the English Premier League, when you go down a division, you get relegated. Oh, and the Championship League is not the top league. The Premiership is the top premier and then, okay. and then it's like champion one champion two champion three i think i don't know there's there's it's just like so just like sumo there's like 15 different levels of english premier league soccer yeah and home might he might not be in the next tournament then he'll be there but he'll be in the he'll be in the division down in january oh he'll just be in the division down he'll be in jurio i don't I gotta learn more about this. I'm not and on the podcast. Is not the time to do it? Who is who is Matt, Makashita? Yep. It, uh, there's a whole bunch of these like fucking oh, yeah. like there's like there's five. Like, there's like hundreds of people in that bottom one. Yeah. Um, and they only fight like five times, and so like they need to go like five and Otis to, to kind of like leapfrog and fly upwards. Yeah. And then uh, Division Three, uh, I think you fight seven times, and then Jurio they fight fifteen. And then Ozeki is fifteen. Not Ozeki, the uh, uh, Megashira, or whatever it's called. Ozeki's the second highest rank below Sumo. Yeah, how many times do they fight, though? The Ozeki? Yeah. Well, every, everybody in that division fights 15 times. Yeah. Like, Takakesho is an Ozeki. And he's, yeah, Takakesho is 11-1 right now. 
Yeah, he's he's just bulldozing fools. His, his yeah, today he had he, he's literally a he's really he's literally a bowling ball. He, is. he just run, he's, he's a giant round man. And he hit that guy. He had no chance of recovering. I can't even think of the other guy's name, but he hit him like square in his solar mm-hmm. plexus, and he just never he never got he stayed vertical and then went backwards. Yeah, that was a fun match to watch. Yep, yeah, he, him, he just bull rushes at you. He and the other eleven and one guy go head to head tomorrow, or probably it's like probably happening now in Japan, or I don't know. No, it's not that late yet. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Shimana, Shimana Umi, I think. I don't know. I don't know who the other eleven and one is. I'm slowly learning names. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> I already forgot. Uh... No, I can get. It. I can get it. My Jersey boy. He's not actually. He's Georgian. Uh, T- T- Token Ocean. Yep. He's he's like middle of the pack right now. I don't mm-hmm. think he. I think he has a losing record. No, I think he's that... even. He's six and six. Is he six and six now? Okay. He lost today. Are you, are you watching sumo? He <laughs> he lost today though. Yeah. I feel he was like... six and yeah, he was six and five. Okay. Um anyways, it's I just I've I've enjoyed watching this tournament more than I have uh Yeah, you're right, Wall Beef. Dan's the knowledge base. Um yes, but I've en- I've enjoyed <laughs> I've enjoyed watching this tournament the most out of the ones that I've been I've I've been watching them pretty regularly since what September? Because mm-hmm. it goes September, November, January will be the mm-hmm. next one. Uh, and I've been watching them pretty regularly. Man, these guys are in rough shape. Some of them too. Who's the well, guy with the, like, fight, like fighting over fifteen days when you're like thirty-seven years old or whatever? Like yeah. some of those guys are like. Well, and they fight how every forty-five days? Is it? Uh, well, two months is sixty days. Sixty days. Thank you. Yep. Um. Yeah, but they fight for fifteen days over the month. Yeah, but yes, yeah. Um, yeah, sumo, check it out. If you just Google sumo, it'll come up right away. But they don't stay up. Oh, sumo. That's what I was bummed about. I missed... Oh, the, these are all super legal. Yeah, I missed the first three days of the tournament because I work was busy, mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to watch them, and then I went to watch them, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. They got taken down already. <laughs> yep. There's no legal way to watch it as far as I know. Yeah, I don't. There's there's probably some way you can do. You there, can subscribe to some ESPN, like NHK stream. ESPN eleven. Yeah, but no, like these guys take the three hours that it takes for like all the fights to happen and cuts it down to half an hour. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. Um, I started reading Sumo Journal. I wish. I can't think of it. I started reading Dune. Did you? How are you liking it? I just finished book one, so it's like that's about a third of the way through. Yeah. Um, You're just reading. Me, yeah, it is. Like, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued because, like, I, I haven't read the book. I've seen like bits of the. I have, these, I have like these vague ideas of like pictures I saw when I was a kid of like TV series or like the the movie. So like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't like the blue eyes, sandworms. Uh, that's Desert a, Planet. That's, like, that's it. That's, that's all you about know. it. Oh, and Spice. And Spice, yeah. The Spice was full. Um, and, and what are the... So I, don't, are the I don't know where... I, I guess I kind of know where the book's going to go, but I don't know how it's going to get there. Sure, yeah. It's... I mean, 
I liked it enough to read the whole book. It's not a it's not a thin book, but no, it's not, it's not super thick though. It's only like four. It's like four something. I think. Yeah, uh, but I liked it enough to read the whole book. It's uh, but I think, I think the perfect way to describe it. I know it's it's before Game of Thrones, but it's just it's a Game of Thrones in outer space. It, there's definitely houses there's like houses and, and yeah, like we were we were Blood talking about it yesterday. And, like they, he. He made the effort to kind of remove... Wait, we were talking about it yesterday? Sorry, like, me and some people were talking about it yesterday. Okay. Uh, to, like, remove, like, guns from... But, like, coming up with an excuse as to why people can't shoot guns at shields. Yeah. So, it's like, so... Don't get too he, spoilery. I mean, that comes no, out, like, right away. Yeah, but he, but he's so, like, it, 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 he kind of forces himself to... They have to combat each other either, like, hand-to-hand or with, like, political subterfuge. Like, it... Mm-hmm. it you can't just right away and be like, "Oh, this guy sniped this guy." Like that stuff. Like it's they blew this thing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot more. You gotta. He has to be a little more crafty in the way he has them deal with each other. Yeah, it was it was a good read. Um, I am. I remember the name of it. I'm reading. I started. I'm probably a quarter of the way through it. I just got to part two. So however long that is, uh, stranger in a strange land, and I like it, but it is. It's the only book I've ever read where I am distracted by the the time in which it was written. Because it's a book that's taking place way in Earth's future, but it is very clearly a book that's written in the 1960s. I think it was published 1961. Somebody can fact check me on that. So so is Dune. But like uh, as, as I was talking with these people yesterday, it's like there are certain things that like politically like socially uh like the construct of kind of like men and women in the workplace and things like that and like it's like oh yeah th- this is this is this is a product of its time to some to some respects yeah i didn't it didn't distract me as much in uh dune no no, no it this is like where characters all. will call a female character like baby doll like listen here baby <laughs> doll and it's like oh this is so it like pull it pulls me out of the story for moments, mm-hmm. um, and then there's and then there's just other things that they can't avoid like how they watch TV, like what their TV is like, and mm-hmm. um, or there was a, there was a part that <laughs> there's a part where a character has to call and he's like the idea of a cell phone or being able to get a hold of anybody anywhere at any time just wasn't occurring. So it like went through this whole convoluted thing of like, well, whenever it's this time of day, I call their office first because their office is going to know where they are, you know, and I like, I, I won't get an answer at their home, blah, blah, blah. And it was, just, I just, it, there are mm-hmm. moments where it's like pulling me out of the story. Like, man, this is funny how far off they were. But yeah. then the other thing they have is like, I can't tell. I think the cars are flying. I think they're flying cars, but they okay. have they have like robot taxis that take everybody everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's just there's just moments where it's just like they're either way far off on one end or way far off on the other end. Yeah. But the part about it that is that's interesting. It's basic. I mean, so far it's basically about the first Martian who's brought back to Earth and what it means like politically and financially and things like that. Hmm. It's it's good so far. I'm 
I, I've liked the first part of it, and I hope that it can continue to hold my interest. And something, something just happened right before the end of part one, which is kind of how a book should be constructed. But something just happened where I was like, "Oh, okay, now I'm more interested." So, but it that it is a dense book. It's thick. Uh, I also started the next book in the Southern Reach trilogy, the one after okay. Annihilation. I can't think of it. Schwat's not here, is he? Schwat would know what it is. I've not seen him yet. <clears throat> um, I started that. I'm liking it so far, but I'm an eighth of the way into it. I don't. I'm not very far into it. But Schwat, yeah. <laughs> Schwat was like, "Do you like doing clerical work?" That's what reading the book is like, and I don't. <laughs> I don't agree with that so far. It's been pretty good. Uh, or it's been. It's been compelling, but it's okay. not, it doesn't, it's not anywhere near as, hey, Schwat, it's not anywhere near as uh, kind of fascinating as the first one was. It's also written sure. in third person, where the first one is written in first person, which I yeah. thought was interesting. Um, but other than that, Dan, I don't really have anything new to report. Nope, that's it for me for books. What'd you watch for Bike Watch? Uh, I rewatched. Uh, rewatched? Yeah, I, I wanted to. Oh, fuck. Uh, for whatever reason, it, it came up. Let me, let me go to the list. Uh, I watched uh, Die Hard. <laughs> I was just like, eh, I haven't seen Die Hard in a while. It was, it was like when I went to like Amazon Prime. It was just like right there. I was like, all right, and I just started it. <laughs> Die Hard's great. I'd watch. I'd watch Die Hard if we did. Uh, you know how on movie night we just did the Halloween theme mm-hmm. uh, for the the four movies we watched in October. If we did a Christmas theme for the four movies we watched in December, I'd put Die Hard in that pool. Die Hard is a oh, Christmas 100%. movie. <laughs> Jevin says no, you don't got, need to justify I, I, I watching like, I let myself head. down because I'm just like cause I, but I'm just like ask how much I watch Die Hard now yeah <laughs> I might do the same thing I do that all the time where I'm like I'm going to watch this movie and then I'm just I want to watch a movie what did I say to you guys in work chat the other day where I was I basically just said like man all I want to do is I want to get like Lee Chins and watch a movie or a TV show that I've seen a thousand times before like I just want something that takes no investment of energy on my mm-hmm. on my part. Um, you think you watch Governor Gabby? I don't know. I, I tried really... finding a, a torrent of it and I couldn't, so I don't know. Oh, you told me that because you said you didn't know if you wanted to pay for it. Yeah. I don't know. I cannot decide if that would be a fun movie to watch for movie night. Or if it would just be so dumb and so boring. I think I think I'm definitely gonna watch that Money Plane movie next, though. I haven't listened That's, to that one yet. Uh, it seemed like such a dumb movie. Did they do that on how this got made? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Governor Gabby is a two dollar <laughs> rental on Amazon. <laughs> Thanks, all of beef. Governor Gooby. Governor Gooby. Um, I was also at the top of the podcast. I was going to say, we might have to just start a sumo podcast and every day for 15 days, we'll just dissect what we watched. Yep. 
Yep. Nobody will watch it. I don't know. Like, like, maybe no one else is doing it. Like, nope. I'm like, Nobody will watch it. It's, you know, Americans are they're chomping at the bit for more sumo content. They need more content. Mm-hmm. They need more sports. We can give it to them. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, should we do Rob's Random? Sure. All right. Well, if this is your first time listening or if you if if you've just forgotten, we only do uh, we do one segment on this podcast. It's called Rob's Random Topic. Uh, the way that Rob's Random Topic works is that once a week, Dan or myself will text our friend Rob, demanding a random topic. Uh, the rule and only rule of Rob's Random Topic is first thought, best thought. That just means whatever thought comes into Rob's head first is what he has to send us. I have to text my wife. It's my wife's birthday tomorrow. Oh, congrats. <laughs> um, so yeah, whatever pops into Rob's head first is what he has to send us. This week, I got to find it. Mm. Another year indeed. Did we text? Oh, no, we did text Rob this week. You know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of Katie. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Good, no more sumo, Katie. That's right. Listen, Katie and Javin complain so much about the sumo that we'll just start. A, we'll start a straight sumo podcast, and then it won't be in this one anymore. No, then we'll trick them into listening to that one instead. Oh, here it is. Jesus Christ, I could not find this. Nope, this isn't it. It sucks. It sucks. Way to ruin it. <laughs> uh, I like I like the way. Uh, congratulations, Amber. Uh, and yeah, to roll this point, if there were ever proof of the rules of Rob's random topic, it's this week's. Socks. What kind of sock man are you? And then Rolo says, "That's right, socks." I know my answer. I know Ninja's answer. Thirty-six Ninja's answer. What's your answer? What kind of sock man are you? Uh, depends on the time of year. Well, yeah, duh. Well, this time of year. Uh, wool sock. Wool socks. Merino yeah. wool. What kind of socks are we talking? Smart. Uh, wool? Yeah, I think I think it's more like a smart. I mean, like a smart wool. Show us your socks. That's right. That looks like a smart wool. Yeah, got these lines on it for whatever reason. I don't know. Man, I like Dan's flexibility. <laughs> You're all you're all right angles. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then a, a thin sock in the summertime. <laughs> Amber says that her sister literally just texted a picture of a pile of socks that our son has left at her house. Um. I see Dan got the Herman Miller chair. What's that mean? Hmm. This is a this is the leather chair. That's, my, this is a, that's Dan's creaky chair. That's my creaky chair I got from Staples. We hear it all movie night. Every time Dan moves. What? <clears throat> I don't think I'm wearing. Ooh, I'm wearing some nice socks here. Hold on, I gotta take my slippers off. You guys, you guys are gonna like my slippers. My favorite, my favorite kind of socks. My go-to socks. I, I, always, I always forget how funny Javin is, you know? His jokes are, they're too funny that people he's, he's, don't, he's they're just, they're above us. Highest brow. Who the fuck is Herman Miller? 
they make they make uh like expensive office chairs that are like good for you. Who's like, who's gonna know chair. that? What? Who knows that? How do you know that? Cause <laughs> I know things. <laughs> all right. First of all, I've had a ton of different. I'm like my feet are always cold in the winter. Always cold. And I've had tons outside. I've had tons of different kinds of slippers. Sure. And they've all they've all left my feet cold. Sure. And these are not slippers, but they work. They keep my feet so warm. They're the best. I discovered them at the end of last winter. It's a water sock. Okay. And I wear it over my socks. And man, it's really dirty on the bottom. Yeah. Because I can also wear them outside. And my kids, it's probably, you know what it is? It's probably like rice and oatmeal and eggs and shit that my kids drop on the floor constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but these things keep my feet so warm. But yeah, Amber just said it. My favorite socks are the Bombas. I only own like, because they're expensive as fuck, but I only own like four or five pairs of Bombas. And I know that uh, 36 Ninjas has said the same thing before. Bombas socks are choice. Bomba socks are the only socks I don't, in the winter, I don't need to wear slippers with. They keep my feet warm. I don't know what it is about the way that they like wick moisture or whatever dumb thing they do, but Bomba socks are bomb. Buzz. Buzz. Right now, I'm, these socks are pretty good. My mom got me these last year. Hold on, I can't, I don't want to knock my beer over. Sweet. Oh, Timberland. Timberland. These are these are comfy sock. They're pretty warm, but my feet still get cold in them. It's already getting cold outside of my water my water sock. All right, what kind of summer socks? Uh, a thinner sock. Yeah, but what, I, are, we, what are we talking about? Ankle height. Um, I like maybe a, maybe maybe a bit above the shoe, maybe. Okay, I like as low as I can get it. Yeah. I, every summer, I will just. It's like the first week that I'm in short socks. I just have to tough it out and develop like a little callus in the end of my ankle. Amber doesn't. Yeah, Amber's feet stink in the summer. <laughs> I do a. Uh, you have a, a thinner sock. My mine are a, a Sokini, a Sokini. I would notice that. What? Sorry. My minor is Sokini or like a Sokini, like whatever that shoe company is. Uh, I, I just bought like a, a, a huge pack of them on Amazon. Because uh, like the, so they're, they're, they're thin and they're like, you know, they're, they're super cool. But there's a, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of like kind of thickness on a couple pieces of it. That, uh, that that fit my shoe better, so I like it. It might might it. So like depending like it mm. for whatever reason it's like it's it's more snug in my shoe. Like it it, it seems to just fit better. Just in general, or do you like that yeah. when you're running? Or okay, just I, in general. I like, did like for whatever reason like these like size, like the size of the shoe I have like with these socks it's perfect. But if I if I have like just like the the thin like Hanes ones or whatever, uh, it's it's it, there's a little bit too much play. But some, for some for whatever reason these socks are like are just a, just a little bit thicker, uh, so it fits better. 
I the ones that I wear the most of are I don't even know what brand they are. My mom bought them and they're like the best and they're they only go up to like the very bottom part of my ankle and they're white but they're so soft. They're just really soft. And then the other ones that I have are Adidas and they are <clears throat> like they're so thin that when you put them on, you can, it's almost like nylons. Like you can almost see through them. They're so mm-hmm. thin. Those are, those are also super comfortable because it's like you're wearing nothing at all. Yeah. Like those, those are the ones that I, I was happy. I found these like soaking ones. Cause like the, I used to just kind of wear those, but there was just a little bit too, they just were like, they were just a little bit too thin that they didn't, okay. they didn't, I need a little bit more on my foot to like to fill my shoe a little bit better. That's what I discovered. I've been on the barefoot train for a lot, like barefoot shoes train mm-hmm. for a long time. And I still like my barefoot shoes and my barefoot boots for like my daily joggers, my daily walkers. <clears throat> but uh, I was getting all sorts of like ankle pain and still have a thing with my ankle some mornings when I wake up from like hurting my ankle while running the summer. Uh, and Javin is the one who convinced me to like buy, just buy running cushioned running shoes. And man, there's mm-hmm. when you, I've, I've wore barefoot shoes for like a decade. And so going into a shoe, it felt so weird because those running shoes are like this thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I discovered with those, I do have, uh, like socks that go, they're thicker and they come up above your ankle. I like those better. Like I like a thicker sock in the running shoe because I like the running shoe to feel really tight. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 36 Ninja says, I just do my Bombas ankle socks all year long. I don't like wearing ankle socks with, with pants. That's you're just gonna stare at me. <laughs> I don't like I don't like it. I don't like it. I uh, I only wear ankle socks when I'm in shorts. It's just there's some there that little gap there that little gap of like ankle I don't like. Mm-hmm. I want I want the longer sock if I'm wearing pants. I agree with you. Um, Rolo says, do we have anyone here who only wears socks with patterns on them? I couldn't. I barely know what my socks look like. I'm most days. Are these matching? These ones match. Most days, my socks don't match. I don't. I won't mix brand. Like a lot of my longer socks, I have Bombas. I have Timberland. I have Puma longer socks. Like I'll. I won't wear like a Puma and a Timberland because they're di- like they're different thicknesses. Mm-hmm. But I don't care if they're different colors or patterns or I don't care. Yeah, doesn't bother me at all. We just have a big thing of socks, and I just grab socks out of it. Mm-hmm. Or you just have a big drawer of socks, and you just grab socks out of it. There are I do have ones for like, <clears throat> uh, like when I've gone backpacking, and you need warmer socks, or if you're going to be outside, like when I have to go out and snow blow and shovel and roof rake, then I have like big, huge, dense wool socks that I'll wear. I don't mismatch those because I only have like two pairs of them. Mm-hmm. That's all I got on socks. Yeah, that's about it. They don't have. Uh... <laughs> I'm getting distracted by a shot. He 
he put something in movie night chat from a guy named Sloppy Donuts. It looked like. Uh, Rolla says no. Talk longer on socks. I don't. <laughs> they don't have that much bearing on my life. I put them on every day. Mm-hmm. I don't. Not every day. Yeah, in the summer, I guess I go barefoot a lot. Yeah, yeah. I sandal day. A lot, a lot. What kind of sandal boy are you? You like flip flops? Uh, I th- I guess it's kind of a, a flip flop. Like it's doesn't it doesn't you know clap like you know like a like a child's flip flop. Yeah, but the thong flip flop that goes between your big toe and your no, it's 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 the over. Oh, you like the over? I like yeah. the over. I like the thong. I'm like Cisco. That's what you were saying about shoes. Um, I always want to get the ones that like go over your toes and then also strap to your ankle, but they're always. I'm always like, I always, I can't justify spending that much money on sandals. I'm like, sandals mm-hmm. should be like four dollars, ten at the most. But like, I I'll walk into the and get the Walgreens sandals. Might have probably twenty. Why are you getting like Adidas or Nike or something? Yeah, they're Under Armour and they're soft as fuck. Yeah, it's too much money. Little little, little pillows on my feet. <laughs> Anything over ten dollars is too much to pay for sandals. Unless you're a lady, maybe. I'm getting some lady sandals. What? Boy, it's like talking to a brick wall tonight. Hey, I'm just waiting for you to say something important. <laughs> I got nothing else to add about socks, Rolo. Hey, Dan, no, you ever, socks is done. Dan, you ever had an athlete's foot? No. Mm. Sucks. Your feet itch. And you got to put a cream on them. Or you get, or you get tough acting to acting. Yeah. All right. Glow, no. Glows red. You put stuff on it. Stuff glowing red. Yeah. That's exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. All right. Javin, I got a question for you. And then I'm going to have some beer and maybe pour a new beer because I don't know how long the delay is. Is Katie still awake? Awake? Is Dan, is Katie still awake? Because the last time we asked for random topics, Katie submitted one to us uh, via Instagram. Oh yeah, this this, this extra talk tag is just is just driven our it number down. It also kills substantially. Dan. You barely talk. Yeah, Rolla says uh, all I know about athlete's foot is it sets your foot literally on fire. Okay, so for anybody who's made it through the sock talk. And is still a first-time listener or viewer, which is probably nobody. I hope not. Sometimes we ask for random topics from people. You can tweet them at us at TMSS underscore podcast. You can email them to us. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. Or you could Instagram DM my Instagram account, which is what Katie did. Uh, Couldn't tell you what my Instagram account is. Probably AJ Osterkamp, something like that. Um, yeah. And it was, it was a single word And the word was butts mm-hmm. Now I'm going to make some comments Ooh okay Before we get off onto other air, Other other Possible Subjects when it comes to butts But one of the One of the things that I've said since Becoming a parent Is that nobody told me How cute and how much I was going to love my kids' little butts water. 
They're adorable. And I also now know why they're called buns because they look like little buns. And if you're one of my close friends on Instagram, sometimes you'll get to see a little butt shot of one of my kids and they're, and they're cute. My kids have cute butts. Mm-hmm. Move- so they, they look pretty cute. Moving on. <clears throat> Are you one of my close friends on Instagram? Do you even have Instagram? I look at it every couple days. Okay. I had one of Aurora watching TV with her butt sticking out the other day. It was just, just a funny picture. But yeah. Anyways, moving on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of my favorite things that, came, that we heard. So we heard this through Javin. So Javin could have just been lying, mm-hmm. which, he's, which he's known to do. <laughs> or he could have just been misquoting. But Katie said the words, no, Dan's not a butt man. He's a boobs man. And I remember reading it like, where did Katie get that? Dan has always proclaimed to be a butt man, an it, ass it, man, as it were. It infuriates me that she said that. I knew it would. Maybe that's I why she said it. I couldn't be madder. Butts over boobs all the way. Yeah. Which, having, a, <clears throat> having a wife with very big boobs, everybody's always made the assumption that I'm a boob man. And like you, I'm offended. Because mm-hmm. butts... Butts are where it's at. Butts, butts are great. Yep. <clears throat> butts are great. <laughs> this is the wrong night to bring the subject up again. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, Amber says, because I also have a great butt. You do. Um, yeah, like, like I, 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 I don't want to pigeonhole myself in, like, the type of butt I like, but here we go. Here we go. Athletic, like not not too big, but you know something something there. Let's just start looking at pictures. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh Thirty six Ninja says boob man, but I prefer them small. Yeah, boobs are Sorry. great. So let me go shove down Nick. What? Boobs are great. Small boobs, big boobs. Boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can that be a t-shirt? Yeah. Small you boobs, big boobs. You can't get the head shake in there. You could get the ellipses. Small boobs, big boobs. Great. Uh yeah, Schwat and Rolo both agree. Total recall tri boob. I know that's why I know that's why Rolo married Jess. Was because she's got tri boob. That's not what Schwartz said. Try cheek. Oh. He's talking about triple butt. Oh. <laughs> uh, try cheek with a wide butt crack. Was that on movie night last last yeah. or this week where we started talking about people with two buttholes? Mm-hmm. My next beer. That was my last celebration. So my next beer is a fire brick. Ooh, they're like my favorite beer right now. She does indeed, Rolo says. Old Jess and her three boobs. <laughs> um, I like an athletic butt. But more than that, I like a big butt. Big butt. Big butt, big hips. Big thighs. 
Okay. Yeah. That's where it's, that's that's where it's at. But huh, no pun intended. Oh. An athletic butt. A fit butt. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's just not a flat butt. No. Sorry to be mean. All right, now let's talk some men's butts. Who's got out of the naked men's butts you've seen in movies? Which one pops out to you the most? Is there any that comes to mind? No. You can't think of a single male butt from a single movie you've seen in your life. Well, I I know when there was Michael Franz. Douglas. Who's Dennis Franz? Uh, NYPD Blue. Chubby guy. Oh no! What? Yeah. I show his ass on TV. Tommy was so. Ugh! That's right. What's his face from Grandma's Boy? What's Grandma's Boy? What Michael? Where where does Michael Douglas show his butt? I'm not saying he doesn't. I just can't think of that. Fatal Attraction. I think. Tommy Wiseau. How do you say it? Wiseau? 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 That one's unfortunate. Yeah. Because, uh, um, no, like, like, like I, you know, like, like you got your Jean-Claude Van Damme butt. You got your uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Kurt Russell. Like, they, they're, 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 there were lots of butts in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. The one... Jevin says Douglas is pretty famous for showing some skin. The one that stands out to me is uh, Brad Pitt in Fight Club. When he opens the door and he's naked. Because he's got it's he's got a fucking like badonk ass. Because it goes out and then into his low back, which then like goes up. Because like, he's so fit in that movie. I do not remember that. I think he's banging Mara or whatever her name is. And he's got the rubber gloves on. Mm-hmm. And Edward Norton opens the door and Brad Pitt's like, do you want next? Or he says something like that. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Uh, viewer come through the roof. They fucking love butts. Who doesn't? Butts are great. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say Brad Pitt has the best male butt. Out, okay. of, out of any butt I've seen in a movie because I can't there's no other even scene that stands out in my head I've seen a bunch of Michael Douglas movies I can't picture his butt there's no way he has a good butt I'll just go with Jean-Claude Van Damme what movie do you see his butt in uh, some of those like action movies I feel like it's probably in Time Cop uh, maybe, uh, maybe a Bloodsport did Steven Seagal ever show his butt I bet he has a weird looking butt Oof, that I don't know This is dead air. Yeah. All right. Best. No, like, it's like the 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 Olympics are always a good place for butts. Yeah. Tons you know of, who has tons of super fit people mm. just in skin tight shit just trucking around. You know who have crazy butts are pole vaulters. Oh yeah, they're all leg. Their butts are bananas. Mm-hmm. I don't. Who is the? <clears throat> she was either Australian or or, or New Zealandin. What? How do you say that? From New, New Zealander? Zealander? New Zealander? A Kiwi? Mm-hmm. Uh, she got really famous on Reddit probably ten years ago now. She was a runner and she just had a crazy good butt. Mm-hmm. It's her. It's from just having the huge, uh, just fucking huge legs. 
for like it's it's usually it's not like the distance it's the ones that are like built for like speed like sprinting what in the fuck is amber doing she's probably working her butt out is she bouncing a bouncy ball yeah it seriously sounds like she's up there just going like with a tennis ball just going doom doom uh amber's not a runner and she's got a big old booty No, she's not a I said it was distance runners. She doesn't. Amber doesn't run. Distance, moving distance the, runners okay, she, Amber's moving a table upstairs. Uh, but yeah, you know, same thing with uh, uh, volleyball. They're fucking. They're, they're usually stacked. Never underestimate how uncomfortable Dan is right now. Um, I don't run. Running is dumb. Amber does row. We bought a rower. She's been rowing uh, pretty regularly. Feels like show's wrapping up. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to go into some other topics that everybody emailed us. We've done these. All right. I don't. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about butts, or maybe I'm just not drunk enough, or maybe I'm. Maybe I've just become too mature. I like a good butt. I like a. Oh, you know, ah. Uh, ah, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get to that, Rolo. Um, in the part the. There's this really awkward part in Stranger from a Strange Land where the text is like, he reached out and grabbed her mammary gland. And you're just reading it like, ugh. Like, that's, that's another part of reading that book. It's, it's very clearly, like, and parts of it written by, like, a horny nerd in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where you're just like, just the way he presents some of these women... It's just like, ugh, you're, this is weird. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't have much to say about butts, I guess. I thought I would have more. I like them. Mm-hmm. Who wrote that line? Uh, Michael Moorcock? Is that who wrote? Whoever wrote Stranger in a Strange Land? Uh, it's not Michael Moorcock, is it? Uh, let's look it up. Stranger in a... Robert Heinlein, not Michael Moorcock. Sorry, Michael Moorcock. Robert Heinlein. It's just very, like, there's just parts where he's writing women as very, like, like how a nerdy dude from the 60s who probably didn't have much interaction with women. I don't know. <laughs> okay, not going to read that. It's, uh, I'm, I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, I'm a quarter of the way through it. It's good, but it's, it's very much a product of its time. Like it is very much a sci-fi book written in the 1960s. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I like boobs. I like butt, but obvi- yeah. obviously way more important is somebody's personality. Cause I've met plenty of insufferable people with great asses. Great asses. A lot of them at Best Buy. There were okay. Now there's a topic we can get into. There were a lot of great butts at Best Buy. 
I'm not going to put anybody's name on blast, but I'd agree with that. Dan, do you need a nap? No, I agree with that. I I, I just didn't want to, uh, you know, name names. Yeah, there's there's only so much I'd want to talk about that. Oh yeah, um, especially because some of the people who watch the podcast still run in circles with some of those individuals. Like, did I say work with them? Yeah, work with them. I think. Two, maybe three of the people who watch the podcast still work with one of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. I feel I'm fine, be, I'm fine being uh, – I bet we could list two people and come up with at least one that is the same. There's two that come to mind, like, right away for me from that place, but I, I'll, you'll have to ask me off air. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I think if we were running this podcast in our 20s, I would be totally fine being way more like just heard a neighbor cow yell move on. Um <laughs> That's what I was just saying, Wallabeef. I don't I feel I don't want to be creepy talking about it. It's like butts are great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, we'll move on, like that cow suggested. This is from, this says anonymous, please. So I can't say who this is from. What a baby. <laughs> um, This will probably be a good one, especially with some of the people we still have in chat. Uh, what is your favorite team sporting event slash moment you witnessed in person or on TV? Oh, God. What are you doing to me? If you don't talk now, we have an actual problem. Oh, Christ. It's uh, sports. Tiger Woods winning the World Series was a good one. That's not a team sport. <laughs> and it's not a sport. Wait, does it say team sport? It said team sport. Team sport? You can't say golf. You can't say tennis. <laughs> well, he says lame Adam base. Is it even is it even bait when it's something that stupid? Um that, there, there's there's definitely I can't a few. say UFC. Well, okay, I'll just be quiet for a while. Uh there's definitely a few team sport uh non-solo sport that I can speak to. Um Let's hear definitely what now? I said let's hear them. Uh, last time the Winter Olympics was in Canada, uh, it was U.S. versus Canada in the men's hockey final. And I remember being at the Geek Squad and, like, having it on. But then, like, my shift was about to end, so I just left early because it, it was going into, like, overtime. And just got in my car and just flew home as fast as I could. Uh, and so I was like, watch that with my folks and like Sidney Crosby, like scored off this, this like nonsense, like spin around backhand and we exploded. Uh, that was, that was pretty great. Is that the one where you tried to get that one douchey guy that we worked with to cover your shift and he wouldn't do it? 
No, no, that, that was just to go to a wild game. Oh, that was to go to a wild game. Yeah. Um. I Okay, so hold on. I don't know if this counts. You guys can tell me. One of your favorite team sporting event moments you witnessed in person or on TV. One of my favorite ones, I it's one of the best bonding moments I ever had with Javin. What's up, Kibby? Was Javin and I went to a wild game uh, together. I think you and Walla Beef were there too. And me and Javin saw a doppelganger of a man that we used to work with at Best Buy. And we both started to laugh about it. It was very fun. And I still remember it. How was the sports? Because <laughs> I don't remember. But I remember I remember pointing out the man and saying, hey, it's, I think it was Darren or something. I was like, it's a Darren doppelganger. And me and Jared laughed about it and had fun. Uh, and then I had fun hanging out with my buds and drinking beer at a wild game. But I don't remember the... I do remember, actually, going back to butts, the girl that one of the girls that came out to shovel the ice had a nice butt, and we all commented on it. Uh, I definitely remember that one wall of beef when... Uh, Read out what it is? Huh? I, I think you were just about to do it. Read out what it is? Uh, Nino Niederreiter eliminating the avalanche in the playoffs. Why was it that was, so? Yeah. Oh, it just... It was, uh, it was a playoff game. Uh, Wallet Beef and Jen were at my house, and we were just, it was great. It was like, it was so exciting. Why did you want the uh, Avalanche eliminated? And who's Nino Niederreiter? He played for the Wild. So we were cheering for the Wild. Oh, the okay. That the makes playoffs. more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Uh, a dumb, yeah, overtime hockey is just nonsense. Overtime playoff hockey. Yeah. Uh, oh, and a game seven. One that you saw at my house, uh, we were watching Russia versus Hey, Bottle Popper, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Russia versus the United States at like 11 in the morning because it was yeah. the games were in Russia. Uh, so yeah, you guys were all at my house watching that. And that, that they got, they got to the shootout. And yeah. Well, they just yells, Bottle Popper! It's like, the, the guy like roofs the puck. The, and the bottle just flew off. Yeah, he roofed the puck, and the goalie's water bottle flew off. And mm-hmm. yeah, Javin, or not Javin, Wallabeef yelled, Bottle Popper! Yep. Uh, yeah, that might have been an all-day gaming day where we were playing video games all day. Bottle Popper was fun, but it got muted for me since they lost the gold medal game. Yeah. Um, Boy, I don't sports a lot. Um... Uh, but I know, like, I love watching playoff hockey with you guys. Because mm-hmm. you guys will typically watch the Wild all season. Or, you know, pay attention to it all season at the very least. Mm-hmm. And I've always just told you guys, like, if you're getting together to watch a Wild game and it's like the second, third week of the season, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But one, there's something, there's a different energy. Oh, I just remembered one. We all went to, I want to say it was Champs in West St. Paul when it was still champs. Mm-hmm. Um, was it in West St. Paul or was it a champs off West seventh? Is that what I'm thinking? It's whatever the road is that you can take to get to the airport. Yeah. So it's the champs off West seventh. It's kind of over yeah. by that one disc golf course. Yep. We all went there to watch a, a playoff wild game. And I, like I said, I don't watch much sports other than like fighting. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun to, it was the, I, I think it's the only experience I've ever had 
going to a packed bar to watch a sport with everybody else who's rooting for the same team. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Yes, Shot, it was after spike ball. Uh, we played spike ball by the disc golf course, actually. Yes. And then we all and then we all went and watched this wild game, and it was just so fun to like be cheering with an entire bar, like not knowing any of those people, but be cheering along for the team with the the people at the bar. I can't remember if they won or lost. I think there was also UFC on one TV. There was, but it was a shitty fight. It was John Jones versus Glover Teixeira. Oh, it was. I mean, it was just kind of like John Jones roughed him up against the cage for five rounds. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying what John Jones. It was just. It was like okay. It was mm-hmm. wasn't anything to write home about. I thought those were two. Uh, I thought those were two separate times, but maybe I'm wrong. Wild Beef says Wild Lost. Bummer. I, th- I thought they were having the same day. Uh, the last. One of the last ones I remember is, uh, I remember we had like the GIF in here or show the video of it, but. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. It was just uh, the bat flip from uh, Batista uh, on the Blue Jays. Just like, I don't watch a ton of baseball, but like the inning leading up to this was just absolute nonsense um where like things were happening where it seemed like like it was it was in the sky dome so it's so like it was at home for the blue jays and the inning before it seemed like we kind of got screwed on like a couple plays so like they had to like stop the game for like half an hour or something like, to, like clean up stuff that people were throwing on the field and so like Players were pissed, like fans were pissed, and then it comes down and like he just hits this fucking jack of a home run and just stares at the stares at the, like the the pitcher, throws his bat, and the, the whole place just loses their minds. Yeah, like you, could, you could, it's like you can watch it because like he's like stoic, like to stand there because like he knew what he knew what he did. We played and, that video, and you can watch like the people in the crowd just like like slowly just kind of like explode as like a as one with like what has just happened it was just absolute insanity it did it, it shook it's it shook baseball to the foundation like it, <laughs> they talked about if it like uh how either it, like inappropriate it was oh. or because you know there's, there's all the unwritten rules of baseball and the do, do and don't do i get that makes me think i haven't watched john boy videos in months because I had mm. gone, I had gone through and watched John Boy videos, like all of them, mm-hmm. uh, and then it was like he stopped making them because there was like no sports happening for a little bit, and then I watched him right when baseball started, and I haven't watched him in a while, so I probably have a good stockpile to go watch. But that was one of the most surprising things to me when I was watching those John Boy videos. I think I brought, I either brought it up here on movie night where I was like, "Why the fuck are these baseball players such a bunch of babies about everything?" Yeah, all it was these when that young, dumb the young hitter fucking cranked that dinger. Yeah, and, and then his own like, team yeah. yelled at him for it. Because yeah. it was like, you're not supposed to swing on three and two or some some weird thing. Yeah, you're supposed to let me get you're supposed to let me get a pitch in or whatever. Yeah, it was, some it was dumb, dumb rule, unwritten rule. And it was like, man, what a bunch of fucking whiners. They and mm-hmm. or just the stupid thing of like where they're like, Well, now we all know that now the pitcher's just gonna throw the ball at this guy as hard as he can. Yeah, they're just, yeah. They're just okay. being babies about shit. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I can see. And yeah, some of those videos with the bat flips you'll be watching and you're, you're like, what? That was a bat flip? It's like they just kind of toss it with maybe, like they hit a home run, they maybe have a little more jubilation in their in their bat toss. But it's not yep. like crazy, like, fuck you, suck my dick. <laughs> like, like it's they're just a little more excited when they toss the bat. And they're like, man, next time he comes up, I'm going to hit him with a pitch. Mm-hmm. Calm down, you fucking wiener. Yep. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, but he's still. <laughs> he just goes. It's like through it, like it. It was like a. Like to call it a flip is almost like disingenuous because he made it, but <laughs> he just rocketed that bad. Yeah, who gives a shit? Just stop being a bunch of whiners. I don't give a shit. It. No, that's. I know you don't. I'm just saying. It looked awesome. Yeah. It was a cool moment. Yep. People had to move out of the way. <laughs> um, so I have two. I have one. Try, if you have any negative ones, try to think of a negative one. But I have a... Wait, does it say... Does it say best? What does it say? <laughs> Favorite. Okay, so... I thought it was just sport. Well, I don't want to talk about it without you here. I can hear you. What's up, guys? What do you want to talk about? Um, well, I'll do... Uh, here, I'll do the negative one because I don't need anybody to talk about that one. But it was kind of the last. It was the last time that I was really into a sports thing, and I remember getting really bummed out, and and it was like the it was kind of the thing for me where I was like, man, I'm not gonna get invested in sports anymore. This is too much of a bummer for me, and I really did. I just really didn't watch sports after it. It was when the Vikings lost to the Falcons in the playoffs i'm pretty sure amongst sports people it's like notorious now or like vikings fans rather it's notorious now i think they lost by like a field goal they missed a field goal or something i don't remember the actual uh details of it but i just remember like being really upset about it and then like the next day still being upset and thinking to myself like this is so fucking stupid why do i care and it Gary was like, Anderson missed a field goal. He had never missed a field goal the entire year. Okay. Um, and so he had this field goal to... And it wasn't uh, like a really far field goal? Not it was necessarily. One, it was one he should have made, basically? Yeah. Uh, okay, Wallaby for saying everything you just... Yeah, it would have brought the Vikings to the Super Bowl. And I remember I was like 12 or 13, and I was just like heartbroken by it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was like the next day. I very vividly remember, like, this is so fucking dumb. Why do I care? I'm just like, I'm. I have so many other things I want to do with my time. I don't even care about sports anymore. <laughs> and I've like never looked back. I've just never been interested in team sports since that moment. So way to go, Gary Anderson, or whatever his name was. It's all your fault. Uh, that's it. That, that's his name. No, but that was I, I. That moment sticks out in my head because I remember, like, I remember being so upset that I like borderline was crying, just being so mad about it. And then, like I said, waking up the next day and still being like grumpy. Adam pretending to forget his name. Big old Gary Anderson. It's like it's like etched in your brain. You can't ever forget it. The uh, I couldn't have said it before you said it. The other one, the positive one that I do remember. My dad was not like my dad would have football on on Sundays, but he wasn't like he wouldn't like yell at the TV or ch- he would barely even cheer for a team. My dad was more like the way I am now where he's like, that guy made a good play. You know what I mean? Like 
he just liked the athleticism of it. Or like mm-hmm. when my grandpa would come to visit from Utah, he'd all, they'd watch basketball together, and my dad would. But my we never watched basketball. But if my grandpa was there, who loves basketball, my College dad would. Or NBA. All of it. My oh, grandpa okay. loves basketball. Um. Excuse me. But yeah, they would watch basketball. But we just. I didn't grow up in a very big sports house in either of my houses, but Sunday football, we'd, we'd watch Sunday football. Um, but we ne- we've never watched baseball. Uh, we watched, uh, what's the baseball movie with Charlie Sheen? Uh, Major League. We watched that a lot at my mom's growing up. Is this a good memory? Yeah, this is the good memory. Oh, okay. And we, <clears throat> but it was like, Big J, go sports. Uh, I remember my dad turning it on and like getting us all around to watch it. And like, it was like, wow, my dad thinks this is a big deal. And he, I can just remember thinking like, he doesn't care about sports, let alone baseball. So this must be a really big deal. And it was when Mark McGuire broke the home run record. Oh, that was, that was insanity. It was, I just remember, like, I all I really remember is, like, my dad thought it was crazy, and when he hit the home run, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't really understand, because it was it Hank Aaron. Is that whose record he broke? No. Well, whatever. Who's ever? Who? Uh, Rod, Roger Maris. That's not a real person. <laughs> um, but I just... that. I remember that of being like excited because my dad was excited and I'm sure it was the same for my sisters. Like we, none of us gave a shit, but it was just like appreciating the history of what was happening. And also mm-hmm. Mark McGuire had the biggest forearms out of any human I've ever seen. Correct. That, that was, that was the year that we decided to not think about juicing and just be like, and it was awesome. Go, go do it. Muscle man. Go do it. Little Cuban man. Or no, Dominican man. You two go. Michael Gordon's not Dominican. He's a white guy. Sosa. Oh, okay. Those two, those two are battling it out. But Mark McGuire won? Yeah, Mark McGuire hit more. Did I no think they both, they both broke the record, but uh, McGuire fucking just, just yoked to all hell. Just, yeah. <laughs> he was insane. Just, in, just insanely big. Um, That's probably the one that stands out the most in my mind, though. I remember my dad used to get box seats for Vikings games all the time from his company. Mm -hmm. So I can remember going to several Vikings games in like a a catered box. That was Mm -hmm. always really cool. Uh, And one time I got to bring my neighbor Andy. And uh, Andy, yeah. Andy was a person who didn't do well with like free all you can eat. And Ah. so at halftime, he was like puking his guts out. Because he'd eaten like a oh bunch of sh- he'd eaten a bunch of shrimp and soda and candy and all sorts of shit, and so my dad had to leave. We had to leave and take him home, and I remember being so mad at Andy, of just like, "What the fuck, man? What is wrong with you? You ruined this whole thing." And I, it sticks out in my head. They were playing the Cowboys. Okay. Um, do you have any other ones? Uh. The last baseball one probably was uh, my sister's wedding. Uh, so like a whole bunch of like Canadian cousins and uh, aunts and uncles came up, and so the 
night after the wedding was a Blue Jays playoff game. And so we all got together in someone's hotel room to watch uh, to watch that. That was great. Just a whole bunch of Canadian relatives in Colorado in the mountains watching the Blue Jays playoff game. That was great. That'd be fun. It was awesome. Kimmy says he's a Packers fan. You're not a Browns fan? Browns? No, one, that... no, no one's a Browns fan. <laughs> Jesus. What are you talking about? Where are the Bengals from? Cincinnati. That's not Cleveland. No, but uh, they're both in Ohio. Oh, yeah. That's okay. I know, I know things. I know you know states. I know states. A Packers fan, huh? Doesn't I don't, it doesn't rile me up. I don't I don't give a shit. I actually like that uh, that new quarterback man they had, who's probably not their quarterback anymore. It's probably been in like a decade. Uh, he's been their quarterback for a very, very long. He's like new quarterback man. Allen something? Huh? Allen something? Allen. You're, you're going to get to it. I believe in you. I believe in you. You, you can Hold do on. it. Big J put a link in here. Allen Rodgers. Jesus no. Christ. This dude's Allen Rodgers. This dude's forearm. This is the link Big J just put in. This this is when he was a That's insane. He got bigger. That this is like this is this is like this is this is him on the A's. Like he's not even in his final form yet. <laughs> his final form. He's like oh yeah. Frieza. Okay. Uh does Kentucky not have a football team? They do for college. Okay, so is I thought Matt at first I thought Vitamin Anderson said Alien, but he said Allen, so his name must not be Allen. Allen Rogers. <laughs> the A sounds, part's right. Okay, I'll give you that. The it A part sounds right. so right in my head. Allen Rogers. Right. I can see his face. Him. He's got beer he's got facial hair. <laughs> I can picture his face. I'm, so Rogers is right. Is Rogers right? Yep. I can just hear the cadence of it. Alan Rogers. A Aaron. Aaron Rogers. There you go. Okay, that's close. That's the same cadence. That's, that's, that's is it the same close. amount of syllables? Alan Rogers. Aaron Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. That was close. Yeah, I like that quarterback guy. Is he still their quarterback? Yeah. Is he a good quarterback? He's very good. Okay. He uh, he got to wait a couple years, hanging out behind Brett Favre because Brett Favre just refused to ever not play. Brett Favre, he's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he is a guy. Uh, so Kimmy said he's from Kentucky originally. So Kentucky doesn't have a football team. There's no like Kentucky Derbies or something. What the? They have uh, no. What are the sports teams from Kentucky? Do they have a basketball, basketball. team? The like, Kentucky Hoosiers? Kentucky, what are they called? Kentucky's got a huge basketball team. Just Kentucky. They're just called Kentucky? University of Kentucky. Oh, college. Yeah. What about... I almost said collegiate. That's the same thing. What about professional sports basketball? Uh, I don't think... Uh, I think it's just the Wildcats. What are the Wildcats? Is that a that's baseball? Kentucky. That's, 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 their, that's their college team. Oh, really? They have, like, yeah. no professional sports teams? Mm-mm. Huh. Didn't know that. What other states don't have sports teams? The Dakotas. 
Do the Dakotas uh, even have college sports teams? Yeah. Okay. What are they? Uh, North, North Dakota State and like South Dakota State, I think both have. <laughs> Real like, inventive names. I, I can't think of what their mascots are. No, uh, I was making fun of the states. But yeah, ba- like basketball is like the big, that's what they're known for. The, and, okay, uh, so the the biggest sport in the U.S. has to be football by a mile, right? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Is football bigger than basketball? Where is Wallaby? Yes, he's Fo- yeah, fo- he- it, would, it would go probably um, it probably go football, baseball, basketball. You think I would think basketball is bigger than baseball? No. Vitamin Anderson's in here now, but I need him and Wall of Beef to argue with each other. There's not enough. Uh, there's not enough white people in basketball for it to be a, a big enough sport in the United States. That might be true. I think basketball's more fun than to watch than baseball, and they're both boring as fuck. Uh, one of my favorite in-person basketball stories i went to went to a uh timberwolves game they were playing uh, they're playing cleveland this is probably lebron's second year or third year so like, he was he was already lebron like people like he you know he was already like the superstar that he was going to become he just wasn't like in his final form yet like he wasn't like um he was still great but so i i gotten tickets because uh, one buddy worked at KFan, and so they would get like pretty decent tickets, like like rights, like kind of center court, just a I don't know, like five or six rows up. But this play happens where uh, the Timberwolves miss the shot. Uh, it gets passed to LeBron, and he's kind of like kind of lollygagging, and he goes up to like. Uh, Goes up to dunk, and this Timberwolf is just fucking flying back, and like, and like slaps it out of his hand as he's going up, and like, it must not have been like super loud or anything in the arena. And I, like I said, but I went, Arr! and like I, I remember distinctly, uh, LeBron James turning and looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, felt, I, I, I felt like a king for a second. I'm like, hey, I did it. I made I've, somebody recognize me on the court. I've known you for so long. I've never heard that story. It was so dumb. It was just like... <laughs> it was so dumb. I, I, I felt like a hero for a second. I'm like, yeah, I'm like one of those guys in the crowd. You literally were one of those guys in the crowd. I, I did it. I hit, here, Here's maybe something you don't know about me. Out of any professional sports... Not team. Out of any professional sport... I have been to more Timberwolves games than any of them. I've been in in a private box. I've been to a ton of Timberwolves games because my mom opened and ran for a, a long time when it first opened the Champs mm-hmm. in downtown Minneapolis, which was like basically connected to the Target Center or like really close to it because of Skyways. Yep. But they just got box seats all the time and we would just go to timberwolves games as like a thing to do mm-hmm. and uh my best memory is that one time crunch the mascot mm-hmm. climbed up into our box mm-hmm. literally gave me a crunch bar and an autograph 
Oh, yes. and a basketball hoop that I had forever. It was he oh, gave me like a cart, like a like a plywood basketball hoop with a that hung on the back of my childhood R. I've totally forgot about that. I had that thing forever. Lyndon Anderson probably saw that thing. I had that forever. But yeah, I uh, we we would also sometimes my mom and my dad, both their companies would give them box stuff to uh Vikings games, but my mom just got tons of shit to Timberwolves games. Thing that uh happened to me in that theater or not at the at the Target Center. Uh but yeah, I had like free tickets to go see uh Lincoln Park. That's I fuck I forget. It might have been after the we'll, show. We'll say like two thousand three or something like that, or two I forget I forget exactly what year it was. Uh but we were like below where like the boxes were. So like we were like in like the rows firebrook. Mm-hmm. Uh so we were in the the rows that just kind of butted up to uh, the boxes, and we were bored because we just didn't really give a shit about Lincoln Park playing music that much. Uh, so we climbed up into one. We just kind of like lit. We just kind of like went up over the over the wall, and then like at some point, like a, a dude just kind of came walking. He's like, "Hey, so can I see your tickets?" We're just like, "Ah, uh, <laughs> we're not supposed to be we, here." We, we don't, we don't have any. And he's like, okay, well, you guys got you guys got to leave. And we were, we were just going to like climb back over. He's like, you don't have to climb back over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can go down the stairs. We have you ever been to Roy Wilkins? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say used to, I think I've done this less than five times, three or four times. Uh, we would get not general admission; we'd get seats. And then when the concert would get going and it would get really buck wild, we would jump over the edge. Oh, sure. So you'd grab onto the handrail and fully pull your body over and hang down. And then you drop. I mean, from where your feet is, it's probably like six feet, but it was a big ass drop. And then what you would have to do is plow your way into the crowd to just get lost amongst people. Like mm-hmm. you would just, you would have to be okay with being a total asshole and just shoving into people as hard as you could. So that security didn't grab you. And uh, I had a friend in high school. His name was Casey. He was a bigger guy, like mm-hmm. heavy set dude. <laughs> he got pulled out once and had to wait. It was like November or something. It was cold outside. And all because when you go to a show, you don't wear your jacket. Like you just suffer yeah. your walk in a hoodie. Like from wherever the bus dropped you off, you just walk in your hoodie. And he had to fucking hang out outside until the show was done. Because he just, he tried to plow into the crowd and just, He's too obvious of a dude. Like, it didn't work for him. Also, that drop right. couldn't have felt good for him. I think that was the only time he did it. But we did it a few times. We did it at a Slipknot show and a Slayer show, I think. It might have only been two. <clears throat> but that's the opposite. We didn't climb up. We climbed down. And it worked both times. For you, it did. Me and Danny and Greg and, like, three people. But not, but not for Chaucer. Not for Casey. Casey. No. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> like, you're such an asshole and you're 16 too. Nobody was leaving early. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't just ride the bus home. We all took the bus anyway. Whatever. Um, But yeah, I don't have many sports memories. I, li- I like getting together and like if you guys are going to get together and watch sports, I like to just get to... It's the same thing I always say that I like... 
I, I, the thing that I feel like Javin and Wall Beef get sick of me saying is like, I just like to get together and hang out with buds. Yeah, I have I have too many to tell. <laughs> uh, when I was in peewee hockey, I don't think I was checking yet. Um, I got my coach would he would like carve hockey pucks and he would give them out for like special reasons and i was a left wing and i was just like killing it this one year uh and i i remember the after game where i got one of the special pucks he gave me i probably still have it in a memory box somewhere actually that was a big deal for me uh okay now i'm gonna talk about fighting i was i was too good at coach pitch which is like the the thing after T ball, but before like kids actually start pitching to you in baseball. <laughs> Kibby, <give me> no. <laughs> I like that question. Um, yeah, coach pitch. It was it was that was a very it was a. It wasn't like easy, but it was like there's there's much less. You don't need to try as hard to, to fucking crush a ball. Like it, if you're if you're if you got a good enough swing, the ball's in the same place almost every time. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, I had like, like it's, it's, it's still in my head. Cause like, there's this one, this one game where like my, my parents weren't there. So like my buddy, uh, his family drove me and it was like his brother's birthday. And I just kept cranking him. Like I, every time I was up, I just cranked a home run and it was just like, it was just like, it was just the dumbest thing ever. It's like, just out of here, out of here. It was just, yeah, it was great. That's, that's like a weird, like little kid sports memory. <clears throat> what's our viewer count at how many people dropped out seven oh. it, it, it seems to fluctuate between like seven and seven and ten that's not bad um i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk you don't get to you don't get to say a lot of it you have i'm gonna i'm gonna make you pick only a couple i'm going briefly what's our next topic i'll see what our next topic is because if it's a good one we won't go long i well, if you're gonna talk about single sports i'm gonna talk about tennis and golf oh for sure and then we'll go forever i like this conversation uh, why does my hot air vent smell like food? That's weird. It smells, I wonder if Amber's cooking something. Um, okay. Double dribble on the NES. Almost. Almost. I'd count it. You can, yeah, put, I think so. you, you can put it in chat. I'll read it. It's team sports. Um, fighting, which is, I mean, they have a team. They have cornermen and stuff. They're on a team. They're just the only one competing in the ring. I'm not allowing it, but I believe you. No, you, you, you didn't object. You didn't object in the allowed of time. You can proceed. Uh, one that really sticks out is we were in South Dakota or North Dakota, staying in a hotel, and my stepdad bought the pay per view to watch Mike Tyson. Or no, we just got it because we were in the hotel mm-hmm. to watch Mike Tyson's first like return boxing match, and the guy quit. I remember. I just I have this memory of this guy quitting in the fight against Mike Tyson. Um. Is that after he went to jail for pushing his girlfriend on the stairs? I think so. Okay. I don't actually know. I just remember that moment of like, that my stepdad thought it was crazy that this like a professional boxer just quit. Yeah. So it was just like, like, I, I don't want to get punched by him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the There's two that stand out in my head. The one that probably stands out the most 
is when Conor McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. I've never been more floored. But not even as like a Conor McGregor fan. That's not what I'm saying. I've just never been more stunned by something in sports. For me, it was it was it was too much of a letdown that I I I just I can't put it up there. Because you don't like Conor. No, it just just because the fight just ended up being nothing. Well, I think it was was just it was just too much of a deflation. It was the same. It the greatest fight I've ever seen in my entire life is Robbie Lawler. And Rory McDonald, which was the fight before that. Oh, that was where two men ended their careers. So, oh yeah, they've neither one of them has ever been the same after that fight, no. ever. I mean, that's the craziest fight I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and just greatest fight I've ever seen in my life. Second is Israel Adesanya and Kevin Gastelum. But so we'd already watched this great fight, and I just thought because at that point i'm not anymore but at that point i was a connor fan like at that point Mm -hmm. i was all on the connor train Mm -hmm. i was on the connor train after he beat marcus brimage when he i think that's his first fight in the ufc he came and he beat marcus brimage and i was like who is this dude and then he fought max holloway and he looked really good and then i think he had torn his acl in that fight and then he had to be out for a while and then i'm pretty sure after that he fought dustin poirier and that was huh no, it wasn't Dennis Seaver. Oh, he fought. I th- I can't remember if there was a fight after between Holloway and Dustin Poirier. I know he tore his ACL in the Holloway fight, but I can't remember if there was a fight between Holloway and Poirier. But anyways, I was like, I was like buying my ticket after the Marcus Brimage fight, and then like kind of like holding my ticket after mm-hmm. the Max Holloway fight. Like, well, it was a good fight, but but it was the it was the uh, Dustin Poirier knockout where I was like, okay. All aboard. I was all about Connor up, you know, through the Jose Aldo fight. And when, but just, I, I was, I was really anxious about that fight because I was like, Jose Aldo is, I mean, I was a fan of WEC. I watched a ton of WEC. I remember uh, Jose Aldo taking out Cub Swanson in WEC uh, with a double knee (laughs) in like 10 seconds. It was crazy. So yeah. I knew what a killer Jose Aldo was. And I was like anxious. I was like, this is where like, this is, this is where like this, this fun thing about Connor is going to come to an end. And it's going to be a bummer because you're going to kind of see that he was like a snake oil salesman. And like, of course he could beat these kind of lesser guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when he knocked him out cold in 13 seconds, I made, I don't know if, Wall of Beef is still in here. I don't know if he remembers it. I made Wall of Beef mad at me because I was so. I mean, I, we were at Javin's house, and I was just fucking floored. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And he like called a shot. He said he was going to knock him out in the first round, and he knocked him out 13 seconds into the fight. It's sports wise, it is the most bananas thing I've ever seen. Where Jose Aldo, the reigning flyweight king, the only flyweight champion in the UFC's history, 13 seconds, just iced them. It was insane. The more impressive victory was when he beat Eddie Alvarez. The way he beat Eddie Alvarez is I've never seen anything like that. I've watched that fight probably close to 20 times. I've definitely watched it over 10 times. There's nothing like that that I've seen. He just handled Eddie Alvarez. 
But my other one that might actually be my favorite is when you and me were just getting into UFC. And we were, and yeah. And we were watching it with Donnie and we were in an apartment and I still to this day do not know how we didn't get noise complaints. We like rattled our ceiling lights when, cause it was, I'm pretty sure I remember the numbers. It'd be interesting if anybody could actually fact check me on this, but I swear when Rashad Evans and Lyoto Machida fought, I swear they were both 13 and 0. I know they were both undefeated, but what I want to say their records yeah. were is 13 and 0. And we were we were just way into it. And Rashad mm-hmm. Evans, I think, was coming off the knockout of Chuck Liddell into that fight. Is that right? Or is it before the Chuck Liddell knockout? He had just he had, was it Forrest Griffin that he knocked out? I thought did he, he, he did. Did he take the belt off Forrest Griffin? Mm, that wasn't for a belt. Oh, okay. Because that's because when Machida won the belt, that's when Joe Rogan has that infamous "We're entering the Machida era." Who the fuck did he yeah. beat for the belt? Man, I cannot remember. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we, we didn't want any certain man to win. We it was just like they were both undefeated, and mm-hmm. the Oda Machida knocked out Rashad Evans in this like devastating fashion, where he falls back, and we exploded. And it was so loud, I still don't know how we did not get a noise complaint from that one. Because, I mean, I, it was like hoarse from screaming. Oh, it, it was it was uh, Griffin. They took the belt off. He, he, like, he knocked out Liddell, then he got the belt off Griffin. So did he beat Machida and then Liddell? What's the... What's the... No, like, so, uh, so Rashad won the belt off of Forrest Griffin. And then he immediately lost it. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. And yeah. they were yeah. uh, they were both undefeated. Were they thirteen and zero? Why do I remember? That? Uh, he's he was thirteen and zero. Machida was thirteen and zero. I know they were both undefeated. Fifteen and zero. All right. Yeah. So yes, Machida was fifteen and zero at the time. Uh, that one. That one. Okay, so that's probably why we were more amped, is because it was for a belt. Yeah. Oh no. Because yeah, it was. And so he didn't win the belt off of Chuck Liddell. No, that was just. Oh no, he did, and then he defended it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no, wait, I lied. Wait. Uh, no, no. Uh, he won it off of Forrest Griffin. But he beat Chuck Liddell before. That was Rashad yeah. Evans' standout moment because that's one of the most brutal yes. knockouts. That's a knockout that like Liddell never came back from. No, he knocked him the fuck out. I mean. It's it's a right hand, overhand right that comes from Rashad Evans like knee. Rashad Evans has that yeah. knockout, and then he's also got the knock the knockout of uh, Sam Sean Salmon. Sean Salmon. Yeah, he uh, he kicks him in the head, and Sean Salmon goes over like a fucking redwood. I mean, he just like yeah. goes with his head. Yeah. It's brutal. And then yeah, because before that. Because Rashad Evans was on the Ultimate Fighter as a heavyweight, and then he moved to light heavyweight and was winning, <laughs> but he I think he wrestled at Michigan, and so he was like an unexciting fighter, like a wrestler, and then he knocked Sean Salmon out, and then he knocked Chuck Liddell out. And then, and, and then and everybody he was, was an amazing stand-up fighter at that point. Everybody was all about Rashad. And then, yeah, and then he... He got picked apart by Machida. He, well, I thought that fight was competitive, but I honestly can't remember. I think Rashad just couldn't get much offense because at that like Machida was still a very much an unknown in the in the UFC. I think like he 
Yeah, that he karate. Was, he was flashy, but he wasn't like, yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, people didn't quite know how to get into Machida's guard at that point. His his stance was so unique. The other one that I really, really remember is when Holly Holm knocked out Ronda Rousey because I hated Ronda Rousey. And when she fucking kicked her in the head, it was just like, that was cool. Oh, oh. It, it was... That was insane because she just beat the fuck out of her. Yeah, it was crazy. Rousey had no defense. Well, I remember. So this was back... N- like, nobody knew who Jack Slack was at this point. But you and I were turned on to Jack Slack. Mm-hmm. And we were listening to Jack Slack... And Jack Slack was like, Holly Holm is going to fuck her up. Ronda Rousey does not know how to fight. If she doesn't try judo stuff, people are lying to her. She's going to fuck her up. And Joe Rogan was fully on the Ronda Rousey's an amazing boxer, blah, blah, blah. And Jack Slack was like, uh uh, she's going to get fucked up. So <laughs> she was on you- the cover of fucking Ring magazine. You and I or, both were the boxing magazine. Yeah, you and I both went into it watching it like with Jack Slack eyes, and he's never been more right. I mean, she got it, fucked. It, up. It, it happened real early that she took like a first goal punch to the face, and it's like you could tell. She's you like, could well, tell she had nothing. I'm, she was lost at that point. She, she had nothing to offer. That was crazy. And then, but also when uh, Misha Tate beat Holly Holm, and Holly Holm got choked out punching. Yeah, that was fucking crazy too. Um. And now I I, you know, I I haven't watched enough UFC recently, but what's her face is probably the, the best women's fighter ever now. Amanda Nunes, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's funny how like it's there, there's been a step ladder where it's like as the women have gotten better, it's like it's insane how how good she is. In in my opinion, if you're gonna do a pound for pound ranking, nobody is above Valentina. Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them fight. Like, Neither like, would What's their weight difference? One twenty-five and one forty-five. I think Amanda Nunes is both one thirty-five and one forty-five. Well, I think yeah, she took. Yeah, she took both belts because no one can beat her at this point. No, when dude, when Amanda Nunes beat Cyborg, the way she beat Cyborg, that was like holy yeah, fucking shit. How Cyborg strong out. is Amanda Nunes? Yeah, she just uh, waited in there and just beat the. Because it oh, goes, man, remember when Rousey came back and got her ass kicked oh, by Nunes? That was sad. By Nunes. That was sad. That was just like, oh no, poor lady. Um, I want to say because because uh, who? Oh, God damn it! I can't think of her name, and it makes me feel racist. The Chinese woman who is the one fifteen pound champ. I want to see her and Rose fight so bad. Is it Lee? Or Zing, or, or, or Zing. Uh, yeah. Oh, you were so close to it. Yeah, yeah. Wiley Zhang. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, Wiley, Wiley Zhang is the 115 pound champ, and I want to see her and Rose fight really badly. I really want to see her and Rose fight. So then it goes Wiley Zhang at 115, which is straw weight, and then 125, I think, is Valentina. Yep. So it would have to be Valentina going up to 135 because there's no way Nunes can cut down to 125. No, and Valentina's oh a big girl at 125. So oh, my make, God, that would be a could make 135. Wait, no, she used to be. Didn't, didn't she come down and basically to just to win that title? 
I swear there were a bunch of people. Was Valentina the one they were saying was Duck and Rousey? No, that wasn't. That was or not Rousey. Uh, Cyborg. That wasn't Valentina. That was uh, no. She just fought and lost. I can't think of her name. God damn it. I can picture her face. Anyway, I would love to see Val. But in my in my opinion, Valentina Shevchenko is the pound for pound out of the women. Yeah, she's she's only gotten better. Dude, remember when she knocked... It wasn't Kat Zingano. Who did she knock out with that head kick where I was like, dude, she killed her. Yeah, she's genuinely anxious. Uh, it's like... Like, yeah, like, it's Jessica, funny. Like, Jessica I. Has, like, they, they weren't as good as they are now when they first entered the UFC, but they've they've just grown in leaps and bounds. Who? Nunez and Sevchenko. I, 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 like they, they, I don't think they were they weren't at their final forms yet when they first started. No, the but Shevchenko's. I mean, she was a kickboxing champ and a Muay Thai. Oh I mean, yeah, but I, but I don't think she had it all yet. Um. Yeah, I really want to see because we saw who's the Polish woman. I can't think of her name all of a sudden. God damn it! Fuck. She's man. Lost so I'm many blanking times. on names, but she's so good. Oh no, she is. She's from Poland. I can see her face. That whole... she had that massive hematoma when she fought uh, Wiley Zhang. That was yeah. crazy. I could not believe they let that keep going. That that grip of there, there's like that group of girls in those two weight classes that are so close together and how good they are. There's, and there's so much more elite than the other competition. It's, it's so close, crazy yeah. how far ahead they are. Um, but she was a Muay Thai champ too before she came to the UFC. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Yeah. I can't think of her name, and it's bothering me. Yeah, I, I, I never thought won't. I'd see Rose as champion from when I, when I first saw her on like the Ultimate Fighter. Didn't think and Rose stood a chance against because uh, the... she lost like the Ultimate Fighter championship to that girl that's not not really that good, but she was like a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, like, like Rose is okay. Like she's not she's not great, but she's she's a decent fighter. But she, man, she she just got exponentially better as time went on. Yuani Andrzejczyk, by the way, is who I was thinking of. That's right. And yep. there's also Karolina Kovokovic, who's adorable. Yep. Um, but yeah, Yuani Andrzejczyk, here's a picture of her fucking hematoma. Just, yeah. oh my God. Oops. Where'd it go? There it is. It's turned into a caveman. Look at that, bro. They let her keep fighting. That was a war, dude. Oh yeah. All right. What? Tell me about tennis or golf. Uh, Kimmy's also right, though. That uh, Ronda Rousey's a baby. She's a baby. I okay. I never liked Ronda Rousey, even when she was wrecking girls. She's the worst. Uh okay, hold on. Rolo says, "Hey, I gotta hop off. Love you guys." By the way, Red Hot Chili Peppers is twenty three feet tall, one inch. Metallica is twenty two feet. Red Hot Chili Peppers is taller than Metallica. Chad Smith stole the crown at six feet three inches tall, so he's he's taller than the tall guy from Metallica. And okay, uh, we had a we <laughs> we had a dumb side conversation in our work chat today, where we were trying to determine who. Well, we weren't trying to determine this, but we, we joked about me and Dan tonight spending the whole podcast trying to figure out who was the tallest four-piece band in history, which I still think sounds fun. Because you only four members, because obviously if you have some band with like 22 members, they're going to be the tallest. But four members, 
who was the tallest band. <laughs> and I didn't I really didn't expect Red Hot Chili Peppers to beat Metallica. I don't know why. Which version of Metallica? Ah, Rolo's gone. I want to know which version of Metallica he did. Okay. Why is Dave Mustaine tall or something? Uh, I well, um, Cliff was. I think Cliff was the tallest member. I don't know who's in Metallica. Well, Cliff was their original bassist. I did Rob Metallica. Oh, the current lineup. Is their current bassist named Rob something? Because there's their bassists went Cliff, Jason. Okay, and Dave Mustaine was in there at some point, but I don't know what he did in there. They kicked Dave. They kicked Dave Mustaine out for being too crazy. But I think I think somebody said Cliff was like six three or something. Man, Chad Smith six feet three inches tall. All right, what were you saying about sports? Um, I have a this weird distinct memory of watching the U.S. Open tennis. Uh, it was Djokovic versus Federer in the final, and like Djokovic was down, and it was basically like Federer, like game point, like he 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 had to like he had to win these points he had, he had to like basically fucking run the table uh and it's just this 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 shot where like federer like crosses the serve and just jokovic just like like swings it like it's hard like it's hard to see anybody swing and like just crush this ball and just goes just, just right back and like just passed him and like the entire like tenor of the game switched at that point where like jokovic is like yeah fuck you and like it was like this like this weird like all of a sudden like the power in the match which just just in that one hit like switched all of a sudden it's like oh Djokovic is just gonna win this thing now huh. and like he uh, it, like it was just it was it was this weird like moment in that where it's just like the crowd went nuts because like it was just this, this insane like just like just hit back uh, but I remember seeing that and that was super cool that sounds cool um, there's this shot in the masters is always in my head of phil mickelson phil it's my boy in the like the wood chips on like 11 or 12 or something like that i, I figured out what hole it is but they keep talking about how he's had like yeah like he has to like lay up he's got to lay up because like water in front of the green and he just like breaks out like this like three wood and just like creams it off the wood chips like right like and like like this far from the hole and it was just like what the, what the hell just happened like you know, like 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 the announcer trying to figure out like like how he even hit the ball and like got it to do what he like what he did to it uh but yeah it's just insane like i've certainly like there's just weird little weird little shots like that from like different tournaments that are just kind of in my head from like seeing them live because they were just so so cool Matt or Vitam Anderson says one of the best golf shots ever. Yeah, it, it makes no makes no sense. And like no one else, like I, I would like to think that if I like when I play golf, I play that way. Where I go, I yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not laying up. No, I mean I'm hitting for the green. I'm gonna miss the green. 
but I'm hitting to so the you, green. So you and Phil Mickelson are on equal ground is what you're saying. Oh, he's my, he's my spirit animal when it comes to <laughs> golf. He's my Gro- spirit animal. Growing up, the sport my stepdad did watch was golf. My stepdad loved to watch golf, but my stepdad and I loved to watch golf because golf is great to like fall in and out of sleep to. Oh, it's perfect. It's hours long. You can do whatever the fuck you need to. It's hours long, and for some reason, the way people talk for golf is very relaxing. Oh, yeah. It's great. Like, there are channels on YouTube that's like the sound of rain or like binaural beats that help you fall asleep and stuff like that. They should just have like a 10-hour loop of people talking about golf because it's very good to fall asleep to. But my stepdad loved Tiger. But he also loved Phil Mickelson. Mm-hmm. It's like the only golfers I know, besides probably like uh, I. Ah, uh, god damn it! I'm having problems recalling who's the. What's the golf game from The Simpsons? Lee Carvello. Lee Carvello. <laughs> but like the only two, the only two golfer guy names that I know are Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. Those two were the highest paid athletes in the world for years. Wow. Because the sheer amount of money they would make in tournament winnings and then advertising dollars. Because, like, those guys are, like, sponsored by, like, you know, fucking Rolex and private jet companies. Like, those are people that, like, sponsor golfing events. Because it's rich dudes that see the advertisements. So, like, they were, those two just made ungodly sums of money for that, like, decade and a half who i didn't realize i guess growing up uh i didn't realize that phil mickelson was that huge because when i was paying the most attention it was like the tiger era well i think that's the thing it's like you tiger won so much but there was always the people kind of right below him and phil was one of them and phil was one of those guys and phil was super popular Okay, my I mean, he like was, I said, my stepdad loved Phil. He was a, he was a lefty, and that was a, that was also something crazy. And he's just a guy too. Like he just yeah like, he, he's yeah. Just, like Tiger Woods looked like an athlete. He was Tiger. Now all, now all the golfers are fucking yoked like Tiger. They're all like legit athletes that okay. are like, they're like working out all the time. But yeah, back then it was just Tiger. Everybody else was just like a schlubby guy. Like yeah, he know. was just a guy out there golfing. Yeah. Vitamin Anderson yeah. says Phil was Tiger's foil. What does that mean? They were like kind of their uh, competing. Not, they weren't enemies, but yeah, like they, they kind of worked off each other. Foil to me means like he foiled his plan. I'm not saying that's what it means in this context, but no, but they yeah like um, Rolo, yeah oh boy Rolo, Rolo hates Phil Mickelson. Didn't know that. I'm surprised that Hate doesn't him. come up. Who's the most is 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 Canelo Alvarez still the highest paid athlete in the world? Who's the highest uh, paid athlete in the world right now? Because Canelo, Ath- Canelo Alvarez got that one DAZN contract at one point and became the like the highest paid athlete in the world and has now left DAZN. I really I really hope Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin fight for a third time. Messi was uh, 2019. That's a soccer man? Yeah, uh, 127 million. Jesus Christ. Uh, thanks to 92 million from Barcelona. Who does he play for? Uh, Bar- Barcelona. <laughs> okay. Where does the other money come from? Advertisements then? Like, what's his contract? Maybe that's what it was. Canelo Alvarez had the 
the highest paid contract out of any athlete. Forbes highest paid athletes of the decade. Look at this. I wonder where Canelo falls on that. Yeah, Canelo just left his own. Before the decade began, Tiger was the only athlete on the planet to earn more than $80 million during a year. Uh, since 2010, uh, a dozen could make that claim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah Mayweather brought in $915 million in, the, in that 10 years. $915 million. Mayweather something else, man. People who hate on Mayweather are dumb. Do you know how hard it is to do what that dude did? Oh, no, he was, he, like, I, I'm not going to say he wasn't amazing. I don't like him as a person. Well, that's the whole point. Well, not just because he's, like, a dick, but because, like, didn't he, like, he's also, like, beat his wife. I don't know enough about that to speak intelligently about it. He may Neither have, do he, I, but I've, he, I, that's, that's something that I thought I've known, but yeah. I, I could be completely wrong. I don't know enough about what the allegations are and what happened, huh? Did he, did he go to jail? I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he, he went to jail. Okay. Right? Are you just... Mayweather jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's released from Vegas jail. Uh, early Friday after serving two months for a three-month sentence for mis- misdemeanor domestic battery. So, okay. Yeah, he was in jail for three months. I mean, yeah, but he's probably not like... The thing is, I think if you're going to be an athlete... He might like also that, be illiterate. Isn't that a thing? Or is that just completely like... I don't give a shit about that. No, no, but I, but I, th- I just think that like he knows one thing. And it's boxing. No, that's not true. He he understood how to make money from boxing better than anybody has ever understood it. But but I just mean like that's the only thing he knows though. Like there's nothing else in this world I don't think that interests him at all. Sure, I guess not knowing anything else about the man, I could probably Mm -hmm. make that claim. Mm -hmm. But I think there, I think you can make claims about some people where they're like. He probably doesn't have a genius level IQ, but he's got some. <laughs> I think that's true. Big Jesus, fifty cent challenge, Floyd to read a Doctor Seuss book, dude. They come from nothing, aren't they? Are they, are they from Michigan? Him and his father and his uncle. I mean, his was it his father? His father was a pretty legit boxer. But Floyd Mayweather, oh, yeah. if you don't know his history, is really interesting. When he was, because he was pretty boy Floyd at one point, where he was a pretty savage boxer and would knock dudes out. And then he became Money Mayweather, where he's. I'm not, you know, I'm probably five, six years into being bo- into boxing now. I'm way more into UFC or UFC. I'm way more into MMA than I am to boxing, mm-hmm. but. From what I've seen and from what I've gathered and watched and read, he is the greatest boxer who's ever lived. And if he's not that, he's it's unarguable that he's the greatest defensive boxer that ever lived. Schwartz got you, man. <laughs> I may have said that, Schwartz. Schwartz says, did Adam say people who don't like Mayweather are fucking stupid? I may have said that. What I meant is like, if you don't, appreciate him as a boxer I, all right so here uh here's the here's the decade list okay. of money floyd number floyd's number one 915 million dollars yeah like he, at almost he a made, billion dollars yeah See, he's not as dumb as people want to paint him to be okay no, no i, I I'm, he's he, I'm, there's, there's different different ways you can be dumb yeah he might be illiterate but he's not dumb exactly uh cristiano ronaldo 
eight hundred million. That's the soccer guy. Yep, that's super sexy soccer man. Okay, I don't. Uh, think a little messy. Seven fifty. Wait, messy is soccer. Yep. Okay. Uh, LeBron James six eighty. Love, love LeBron James. Uh, Federer six forty. Federer is tennis man. Yep. He's he's cappuccino machine. He's also got yeah. I was just gonna say he's got a coffee maker. Uh, Tiger Woods six fifteen. Okay. He might have been a lot more if he didn't have sex uh, with all those white women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sleep, on, sleep on his wife and then like hurt himself. Man, insecure white dudes. I don't think they liked that. Well, neither, did his, neither did his wife. She okay. she attacked his car. It was great. That's a part of my joke. Okay. Uh, Phil Mickelson. Ah, uh, yeah, Phil. Four eighty. Uh, Pacquiao four thirty five. Nice, Pacquiao. Okay, how much of Pacquiao's money is that dude giving away? Furthermore, I saw a really cool point about Dolly Parton recently. Like, Dolly Parton has, I think, gave over a million dollars to COVID research. Yeah. And somebody was talking about, like, I don't know if this is actually true, but they were like, Dolly Parton would be a billionaire right now if it wasn't for her millions of dollars that she has given away. Like... Be- she, she is an she's an amazing person. Like, but their whole point was being a billionaire is a choice to be, yes, reprehensibly greedy. And I, like nobody had ever put it that way before. Where like Dolly Parton is still worth tens of millions of dollars and has mm-hmm. given away tens of millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know how much it is, but has given away massive amounts of her wealth. And is still wealthier than almost anybody in the United States. Was their point? Like, their the point of the tweet was kind of like, being a billionaire comes with being irreprehensibly greedy. And I was, we don't have to talk about whether or not that's true. It was just an interesting way to frame it. Where I was like, huh, mm-hmm. I've never heard it put that way. That's just interesting to think about. Yeah. Like. To be a billionaire, you you do have to make the choice to not be giving to a hundred million dollars <laughs> to charity. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's true. Like I don't know how much. I feel like Bill Gates has probably given away over a billion dollars. I he's still worth multiple billions of dollars. Bill Gates and uh, other rich white guy Warren Buffett have pledged to give away like. M- the majority of the money and big J says, yeah. did Zuckerberg pledge 99% of his wealth to charity? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do it. Well, it, it like, and it's crazy. Like, like we, you know, I, I don't like Bezos, but it's insane that like, like he just like, they just have so much cash where he just, like he just gave away $715 million to like some like ecological charity. But it's like, it's, it's, it's insane to think it's like, Oh yeah, let me just cut a check for, I'm worth 90 billion. Isn't let me just true? give you 700 million dollars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nonsense. That's more why money than Kevin Durant at number nine made. Why don't you like Bezos? I, 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 he's, I don't know enough to like him. No, ne- neither do I. I it's just the, the, the anecdotal stuff about how they treat Amazon employees that when, when like if he can give away $750 million of charity, you probably, probably pay that more. Increased, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Big J also said, is it weird that I'm proud that like half the top five are black slash brown? I don't think that's weird. I also think it it's like uh, Big J. Do you remember last Friday when we were we were pumping iron, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about uh, how there like there aren't a lot of like uh, 
Obama's or Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of figures to look up to for black and brown people where, you know, it's like the people that you're looking up to are entertainers or athletes. Um, so kind of in, in line of what we were talking about, it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of, it kind of the black ceiling. Yeah. It kind of goes in line with what we were talking about where, I mean, a part of it, it's like, it makes sense that a lot of them are black and brown because a lot of, you know, black and brown people see that as their way to make their way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Me and Mm -hmm. me and big J were talking about that last week in person. So no, there, there, there's whole communities of uh, uh, whole black communities that hope that they, they put so much effort into like high school football that they just want they're just hoping that they're, they're going to be that one well, that can make it out. There's a really great TED talk I would recommend people go watch. It's called Buying Black uh, and I can't think of the woman's name. It's a TED talk. Buying Black I know is the name of it. And she talks about uh, going... She tries, her and her husband try to go a whole year only buying from black owned businesses in Chicago. I don't know if it's specific to Southside Chicago, but she does. She talks about a, a man who owns a dry cleaners in Southside Chicago. Uh, and she just has, she just has some very great points about like how black children growing up in Chicago and arguably in America they don't, the people that they see that look like them, that sound like them in, in their cadence, you know, in the way that they talk or the, just the people that seem like them are entertainers or athletes, but they don't go to the bank and see people that look like them or sound like them. They don't go to, anyways, you should go watch it. Buying black. Uh, but that's kind of the point, the, the point of that is like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't see it as a possibility for you, then you're going to look for the possibilities to improve your life. Like, like who can I be like? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there's this one, three um, beers in at this point. So I feel like I'm not choosing my words. Well, there was a great article that I'd read about uh, this black lady that, grew up to be uh like, like i think i think it's an ornithologist like a basically like a, a bird person like like studies birds and does bird stuff person. with birds uh but she grew up like in the inner city and like didn't have anything like like she loves horses and like like she like she she like she rides horses now like because it, it took someone taking them from the inner city on a field trip out to like a place that they would not they wouldn't normally get to go to like ride horses and like see all this stuff and it's like she may never have been exposed to that ever if this person had been like let's like i'm gonna i'm gonna take you to a place that usually usually the white kids go on on like on field trip yeah i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna expose you to something that you wouldn't normally get to see or you wouldn't think is something for you since you're a black kid like that that's like like riding horses and and you know and like being a horse vet that's that that's white people business and right it's it's amazing that like like there's 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 probably there's there's got to be so many kids out there that would would love to be you know a bird person or studying fish but they they're in the inner city in chicago 
and they never get to see those not, fish. It's just not a reality. Exactly, and and that's that's a that's a weird systemic racism thing where it's like th- those jobs are are they they may have grown up to love that job and want that job, but it's not available to them. It, well, it's, it's just something. It's where it's people's responsibility to look more into what. Don't take the knee-jerk reaction to what systemic racism means to you. Actually, look into it and and consider it thoughtfully. That mm-hmm. it's. I'm very much, and I, I I think you are, and I think Big J is as well. I think we're we're all people who very much believe in the power of hard work, which is such a like conservative motto. Huh. Burning Burning black, black. Black. I think I think I think it was the lady. Oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, you know, I think I, think one, I looked at that one, Big J. But yeah, go ahead. One of the things that uh, Big J and I like to say, I'm pretty sure it's Big J and I like to both say, is like, it's hard to pull yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't have any fucking boots. Mm-hmm. And that's like a part of systemic racism. Is it just, it's, yeah, there is like, if, if you, if, if you want to be an ornithologist and study birds, it's probably not easy. I mean, we both have a friend, I'm not going to name him, but who went to school and spent time studying birds and it didn't pan out for him. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it's, there's not a lot of money in that field. So if you want to do it, you have to be the best. But like there are people who are leaps and bounds ahead of other people from the jump, just because of what the color of their skin has meant historically and what it, you know, therefore means now just whether or not you are racist, what it means, whether or not you are overtly racist, what it means for their reality living in Southside Chicago. It's, it's not just, even so much like the hard work thing. It's they aren't exposed to right. That's seventy percent of the job market. That's what I was just going to say. It's like if you don't think it can even be a pot. Like I'm a moron. I'm there's no way I'm never going to be an astronaut. But mm-hmm. how much of that comes from like just nobody ever made me believe I was smart enough to be an astronaut? I mean, you know, I wear glasses, and there's a bunch of other reasons I can't be an astronaut, but. Uh, if it's just, or like, how about, I'm never going to be Muggsy Bogues, right? I'm not going to be a basketball man. Like, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not tall. I'm not particularly athletic. So like, there's never, Bogues. he's the same height as you. Isn't Muggsy Bogues shorter than me? I'm 5'11". Yeah, I want to say Muggsy. Stop making excuses. <laughs> but that's what it's like. It's like, stop making, stop making excuses. If you really wanted to do it, you do it. It's like. Yeah, okay. Uh, second in command on the latest SpaceX launch was a black guy. Awesome. I didn't actually know that. That's fantastic. But that's the whole point. Is like you have to... 5-3, fuck off! Matt's troll, are you serious? Tiny as hell. He was not 5-3. That's gotta be a lie. I wanted to say he was like 5-8. Which is short for basketball. How tall was Muggsy? 5'3"? (laughs) 
I did. I just looked it up. Nobody has ever had to work harder than Muggsy Bogues. Mm-hmm. 5'3". Dude was in the NBA. That's bananas to me. Dude mm-hmm. was 5'3". Oh, it's, it's, it's... Could he dunk? Yeah. Nuh-uh. That's crazy. All right, Big J says Victor Glover uh, is the man who was on the SpaceX launch. That's great. So, uh, Big J, to answer your question, oh, Vitamin Anderson says no, he couldn't dunk. Dan's a liar? Is that what that means? Oh, Spud Webb, thank you. Muggsy Bogues dunk. <laughs> now, he had some pretty good layups. Given the fact that Muggsy Boats didn't ever dunk. The shortest NBA player is Spud Webb. Yeah, 5'7". Wait, Muggsy Bogues was 5'3". What Muggsy Bogues could dunk. Maybe, maybe that's what you read. Is that given the, the, the fact, shortest that could dunk? No. Given the fact that Muggsy Bogues didn't ever dunk in-game... The title of shortest NBA player to dunk. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. Spud Webb, five seven. Okay. I knew you I knew you missed words, don't worry. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't know which words I missed. That's true. Uh so Big J, anyways, long rant to answer your question. No, I don't think that's weird. No, like I I, I get I get excited when like Canada wins a hockey game. It's like there, there there's certain things that you're allowed to take pride in. Like about just like it's just like like I feel proud of those men in what they did as white men on ice. As white men. <laughs> really? Because I don't take pride I don't take pride in anything that other people do. That's horrible. Uh but like I I, I think I'd have this conversation with uh Vitamin Anderson at one point. But like with the way it works in like video games now, like say you play like Assassin's Creed there is, you can either at the beginning of the game be a woman or a man. And the game just like, you're just that character. It's it's amazing how it's, it's you know, it, it takes time to program the stuff and like put both in there. But it's, what, what worlds that opens up to like a girl playing that game to be able to play the game and like see herself in the character and not have to always see like you know, some dude as like like it's it, it's these weird things where it's like oh it's it's like we never had to think about because it was always just like it was always just a guy in the video game for us so like it never had to cross our minds but just being able to change the color that like the character's skin in like world of warcraft be playing like a like a, a black lady it somehow like that that opens up these insane avenues of just like it's not like it's, it doesn't affect me that this person gets to play as a female and it's like it's it's yeah it's it's i'm happy they're they're starting to do it and put in those those options it's because it it just it it makes it so much easier for other people to get like as engrossed in the game as i would be it's important and if i i would be hard pressed to find somebody who has an argument that would make me change my mind oh my god joey is so cute i want to go pet him (laughs) oh he opened his eyes he's not that sleepy he heard his name joey squirrel 
look at that dummy. <laughs> what a dummy. You would be hard-pressed to make an argument that would make me change my opinion here. If you're mad that like the next Batman or the next James Bond is going to be a black dude, you're fu- you're just soft. I don't know like you're so soft that you can't you can't possibly picture or fathom like that cuz this was another thing Big J and I were just talking about last Friday. The core of the character that is Batman because for anybody that gives a fuck, it's a made up thing. What? Yeah, Batman's not real, bro. I don't Just, believe you. There's no Gotham City. It's the the character Batman is an archetype. So it doesn't matter if Batman is Batwoman. It doesn't matter if Batman is Bat Black Man. Like it doesn't the archetype remains the same. The archetype Batman. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something stupid. The archetype remains the same of like, what are the values that Batman holds? What are the values that are important that shape that character and that shape the arc of any story that that character is in remain the same across gender across race the cool part of it is that it changes the stories that you get told because a black batman will have the same character archetype but will have different opportunities to tell different stories from a black perspective which is just mm-hmm. if you're if you're not a fucking moron it's exciting because you get to experience a new reality, which is all storytelling is. It's just a new reality that you get to experience by way of a story. So the archetype just gets to explore, you know, a different race or a different gender. So if you, if you, if you care so much, you're just dumb. I can't, I've looked at other arguments and I'm like, I don't know. All I see is some soft whiny wiener. And if you don't want to read it because like, the character on the page is black and you're just not connecting with them. Congratulations. Welcome to what everybody else has felt for the last 70 years of comic books. Well, and, <laughs> and, and it should be a signal to you that you maybe need to like grow the empathy muscle in your brain. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you just, I mean, it's, it's also the same as like reading stranger in a strange world right now. It's about a Martian coming to earth and experiencing earth. Like, I don't know what that's like. Also, the Martian is completely made up because nobody knows what a Martian is like. Mm-hmm. So, but your empathy is what allows you to connect with and and appreciate the experiences that are being presented to you. Uh, except Zack Snyder's Batman. I don't know what that means. I don't know who Zack Snyder is. He sounds racist. He's the 300 guy. Okay. And he's not racist. He's uh, so like that's one of the things that came cool. out because like that's a whole like, Snyder cut. Okay, that movie. is the Snyder cut. So the uh, Joss Whedon, the guy they brought in to finish Justice League, he's a huge racist. Well, the guy who plays Cyborg is is black, and he has very not nice things to say about uh, what Whedon did to that movie and how he treated him. 
That sucks. But he, said, but he, but he said Zach was lovely. He he like so it. So we're we're, 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 we're on board with Zach Snyder right isn't now. Isn't a bunch of like a isn't it a bunch of like racist neckbeards who are all about the the Snyder cut? Or am I am I mischaracterizing no. that? No, no, it's it's just uh people are just uh L- losers. It, it's just it's just general internet neckbeard, not racist neckbeard. Okay, just general yeah. like we're just gonna murder general, people. Yeah, neckbeard like, shit. Release okay. the Snyder cut. It's cooler. Okay, it's more. It's edgier. It's darker. It's it's, it's those guys. Got it. Just general neckbeard nerds. Yep. Anyway, Black Batman would be cool. Blackman. Blackman. No, no. It would just be. I am. I am Blackman. It would just be Batman. He wouldn't have to wear a costume. Man, you know one thing as a writer. You know one thing as a writer that was pointed out to me on a podcast with these three black ladies that I've been listening to, Mm -hmm. is they were like, "Hey, white people, read a book and tell me how many times." you encounter a character description where the character is described as being white or having like white skin or peach skin or fair skin. And I was like, dude, I can't, I don't think I can tell you a single time I've ever read that. I might have read a time. I might've read a book where they were describing like a character having fair skin, but only to describe it as like, they were like, an Irish person or something. <laughs> or they were sickly or they were like inside a lot and they wanted to emphasize it. Mm-hmm. But I've never just been like reading a book and been like, he was like, it would take me out of the story was what I realized. If somebody was like, he was a white man, I'd be like, weird. Why are they describing him as a white man? And then, so like when these women said that on that podcast, I was like, oh my God, I'm so racist. <laughs> I just had this feeling like, obviously I'm being hyperbolic, but I had this moment of like, Holy shit, it would genuinely take me out of a story to have a character described as white. And I've never thought about that in my life. That that like that would be abnormal to me to have a character's race described as white. And I was just mm-hmm. like, that's fucking crazy. I've just never been aware of it. And it was kind of a cool moment to have to be aware of. Uh these women were also described, they were talking about romance novels and how hard it is as black women to find romance novels that are like, that aren't just about like white women and what white <laughs> women want. But it was just, it was interesting also as a writer to be listening to it and like, oh yeah, I would never think to describe a character as white. But if I was, if I had a black character, I would describe them black in some way. Tell me exactly how you describe them right now. I would just, just default to the word ebony. <laughs> That's that's good. It's good. It's a good starting place. <laughs> as dark as the night. That's it. <laughs> that answer is gonna get me fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll get fired when I play black man. Anybody, then... anybody who doesn't know me just heard that and was like, "Whoa, this guy's a moron." Uh, I am black. Big J says, I want Dan to play Black Man, Canada's first black superhero. Uh, you have to go full retard, though. <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder. All right, I got to pee. It's also 1030. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I think Big J is the only one who stuck around. How many viewers we got? Kibby might still be here. Vitamin Anderson might still be here. Sometimes Schwat just hangs out quietly. Sound judging us. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. 
I was right. Dan just needed some beer and also sports talk to really get going. Uh, Y.E.A.H. Matt's linking you to Shady Don't click on that. Don't click on that. I don't know what kind of virus is there. It, it, it was hard to talk about butts. It's like... I, no, I just like butts. That's I, like, I, I don't know how to expound on that. Well, <laughs> but, but uh, not Big J. While Kevin? while Beef's oh. point was like, and I'm also not gross. Where he was like, <laughs> let's name all, let's name all the girls that we worked with with big butts. It's like that feels gross to do. Like mm-hmm. if it was just you, me, and a couple of guys we've worked with at Best Buy, we would remember like, oh, remember this person's butt, remember this person's butt, because we all have known each other for 10 or 15 years, and we know we're not being creeps, we're just like, yeah, that was a nice butt, but like, doing it on the whole internet, it's just like, man, this feels creepy and weird. I don't, it was like, I like butts, I like my wife's butt, she's got a big butt. I don't know, yeah. But you, listen, you needed booze and sports. You, before the butts came on, you weren't giving me a lot to go on either. <laughs> Although I did get you to show your yeah, socks. Yeah, yeah. Socks was tough too. That was, that was a tough one. You're fucking, you need to work on your flexibility, man. How far down can you squat? All the way? Let me see. Get up. <laughs> How can you not squat all the way to the ground? Ask the grass. Oh, there are people who can't. No, but it was just funny the way you were showing it. You were all right angles because your leg went to your your. Oh, yeah, your I ankle, just grabbed my, my your, heel. Just your ankle went to your knee, and then your knee went to your. <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> all right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. If this is your first time listening to us, uh, subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts, or follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash This might sound stupid. If you want to tweet a random topic at us, you can tweet at us at TMSS underscore podcast, or if you want to email a random topic to us, you can email us. Uh, this For might sure. sound stupid at gmail.com. We are brought to you by Joey the Good Boy, who is sleeping. Joey, do you want to go for... Oh, damn. Joey's out. You want to go for a walk? He is out cold. Yep. Squirrel? There he goes. Uh, we're also brought to you by Mike Long, who's a great designer. He designed all of our graphics. Good night, y'all. Good night. Love y'all. We'll see you next week.